for just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to Blue Collar Elk Hunting, brought to you by com, with your host, Gilbert Ornelas, and elk hunting coach, Joe Gilly. You want to hunt elk? They live to hunt elk. Their goal is to share with you what they have learned grinding it out for over 35 seasons doing what they love. So come on into camp and set a spell. Welcome to Blue Collar Elk Hunters. Elk Bros 2023 Can-Am Camp right here in Grand Prairie, Canada. It has been a series of ups and downs. I want to go around and, inter- and uh, introduce everybody that's here. Uh, it, we could not be here without our wonderful hosts, uh, Travis O'Shea, owner and operator of Wapiti River uh, Outdoors and Calls, and his beautiful wife, Miss Carrie Ann. Uh, we can't thank you guys enough for having us up here to enjoy y'all's crew, the madman, right there, Mr. Dylan Cadman. Uh, that's right, I didn't say mad. Matt Dillon, I said <laughs> Mad Man Dillon, right? Uh, this guy's been toting us around all week. Uh, we got Mr. Jason Gordon in the house, and we'll talk more about the Flash Gordon right here, no doubt. Uh, big Bad Daryl Dahl is in the house. We call him the mayor around here because he hunts wherever he wants to go. <laughs> love, absolutely love, brother Daryl. We'll keep going around the circle. That's right. We got WWJGD is in the house. Mr. Joe Gillian, the leader of the Oak Bros Nation. We got the Venezuelan Mafia in the house. Mr. Manano Gratarone and the killer himself, Mr. Luis Gonzalez, sitting right next to me. 
P.J.B. Pump Jack Bryan. Pump, Pump Jack Bryan Hagler. We got the ninja in the house, Mr. Leroy Chavez. He's been been toted around all week by the by the mayor over there, and uh, he's he'll tell you about a bunch of his escapades coming up. We also have the legend in the house, Mr. R.C. Knox. We're going to get it kicked off here. We're going to talk about our time here in Elk Camp. More importantly, we're going to talk about what precious people that we've met here. It's been fantastic. Uh, you know, we've had some ups and downs. Really could be a lot better, but anything uh, that's overshadowed by these people would be uh, a moot point in talking about, man. The hunting has been elk hunting, and uh, we're used to that, right? We're used to grinding. We're used to doing what we got to do to to put elk on the ground. But this trip wasn't just about that, was it, Joe? No, not at all. But, you know, what I want to do is, um, before before I even get started, you know, uh, <clears throat> I, I want Travis, because this wouldn't have happened without a phone call that happened a couple years, a relationship that developed with this guy. And, uh, and Travis, I think you're, you can pretty much start us off as far as, you know, what this has meant for you, for you guys. Um, we're going to talk a lot about elk here in a few yeah, minutes yeah. right um we're going to talk about other things beyond elk like the relationships and how this has happened we're going to talk about the education that happened for <laughs> mostly us because we are yeah. humbled y'all 100 <laughs> but it is not over yet i want you to know, we're last time we did a podcast the night before yeah. Our last day, yeah. and uh, we spent the next day cleaning elk. And and night, I said it's not over <laughs> till it's over, and I totally believe that it's not over till it's over. But at this point in time here, um, I, one guy has led us off. That's always just getting after it, and we're going to talk more about what he's done as we get going through here. But Luis Gonzalez, the killer, uh, came to Canada. Punched his tag. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, he hit it with a vehicle. <laughs> you know, he hit it with a vehicle, but you know, he hit it with a vehicle. <laughs> him and Flash Gordon ran him over, but they had to finish him off. Tag is a tag. Tag is a tag. Beats in the freezer. You know, that's what you call adaptability, right? And how about how about the butcher shop here? Shout out to them in a day and a half. Gets his mm-hmm. meat back to him so right. we can Amazing. get it at home, man. The name of the butcher shop yeah. is? Beaver Lodge Beaver Butcher Lodge. Shop. Beaver Lodge Butcher Beaver Shop. Beaver Lodge yeah. Butcher Shop. They, they were super accommodating, uh, very oh, nice people. Uh, they turned around our elk yeah. in Wyatt. three days. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, knowing that we had to travel. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, real, real nice people and, and super shop. And shout out to Wyatt. Wyatt, Wyatt, Wyatt at the butcher shop. <laughs> yeah. The wolf killing. Madman. Mouth punching. Wyatt. Hockey playing. Uh, he still has his teeth. He yeah. says that he doesn't lose his teeth. He makes all the teeth out. disappear. That's right. right? Yeah, so. He's a magician. He's a tooth magician, he says. I just knock people out, man. Hey, but Wyatt, honest to God, I said it to you in the text, man. The fewer of that stuff you can do and take, the better in the long run, bro. So, <laughs> on that. But yeah. let's go to you, Trav. Well, it's been a fun time just getting the group together, you know. Um, just, it's not easy doing something like this. Like, getting these guys together, a big, 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 um, big undertaking, really. Big and everybody just stepped team. up, and we all kind of did our own little thing, but it worked out good, you know. 
I can't say enough. And my wife, Carrie, she stepped up. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. So, yeah. The true general here. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And thanks for you guys coming out. Of the Venezuelan mafia. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we got a new general in the house. Oh, yeah. Glad you have. But she's been hard on all of us. <laughs> yeah. No, and just meeting all you guys face-to-face. Just, I know we do the podcast all the time, but it's real. I can always say that it's real. What you guys see here, it's real. <laughs> so, that's who they are. Even they <laughs> they yeah, Manano's a little bit more than what I knew. What about Beto? No, he's the same. <laughs> what you get is what you get. <laughs> it's and, been awesome. And by more, you mean worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. More unleashed. But it's been awesome. Yeah, the hunting's been hard. It's smoky. We got fires like crazy all around us. Not gonna lie, it's been really tough. And the last couple of days we've been fighting heavy wind. Yeah, yeah. But we're still out there kind of pounding trails and trying to find them. And Dylan heard a bugle this morning, but it was pretty faint, far off. And we moved in, tried to get closer and closer, but just they wouldn't pipe off anymore. That's probably Manano since he thinks now he's bugling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he was hiding over the ridge, and yeah, it's super embarrassing. I told him you guys should stop just you know raising his hopes, guys. <laughs> I told him to stop posting stuff on the internet. It's just embarrassing. Yeah, okay, yeah. You know. <laughs> he's, well, he's, he's already called a wolf in. Yeah. He called a yeah. hunter in. Yeah, yeah. 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 a dumb hunter. That's good to know. I don't want to be around Manano when he starts calling wolves. That hunter, that's the last hunter, thing I want to call him. That hunter's watching this podcast. We're not calling you dumb. <laughs> We're just saying sucker right in. Yeah. 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 No, it's been big stepping stones. Manano, his yes. calling is up the level, and we watched his, confidence. what do you call it, his confidence level just go from, you know, normal. Uh, we have What's a tent horrible? over us right now, and it's lifting the tent right off the ground. <laughs> yeah, and Gilbert's calling has also went up. Chuckling, yes. calling's getting way better. Look, you, you know, when you hang out with champions, you do what champions do, you know, and uh, it's been humbling. Yeah, yeah, but it's fun. I mean, Daryl's been taking Chav out, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Guys, they're seeing more game than all of us put yeah. together. Like yeah. when they say Daryl's the mayor, yeah. <laughs> he, he knows this place by the back of his hand, and yeah. he gets to hunt some stuff, and it's awesome. Chav is just killing it. That's yeah, been good every day. <laughs> you're into animals. Yeah, and we're proud of Chav, man. He worked really hard to get here to be able to hike in and do some of the things yep. that, that he was going to have to do to be successful, and been so mm-hmm. close so many times. Oh, brother. So and all of us have. I mean, mm-hmm. yep. we've been three feet away from this being like holy smokes, what a what a trip, right? Um, it's uh it's been phenomenal. You know, I know hunting today with Chav or with uh, Travis and, and Joe and uh, the Madman <clears throat> over there. I'm hunting with two world class callers, man. These guys, they can make elk do whatever they want to, right? And it is been super tough. The, the predatory nat- nature of what's going on here, as well as the smoke and wind, has really set these elk up in a tough situation for all of us. And these guys are the best of the best. And I just sit back and want to be a sponge and learn. And I'm a, I'm a methodical guy. I like to make a plan and go execute the plan and then see what happens. And even today, 
Dylan heard that bugle. And on our way back, we're coming over the top of that ridge, and there are bull tracks in the in the mud going back away from us, just like he thought he'd heard. He did. Yeah. That bull was there. He's just go- going to a destination, yeah. and we could not turn him around to get him stopped to come to us well, for whatever reason, whether he's headed to a destination or, or what. But it's it's been humbling, but, man, we've learned so much. Well, I, I, think, I think that's something that... I think every group has something that they bring out of this, right? Um, I mean, and I'm talking about each of us that went with a host. Absolutely. In doing that, we in in an overall thing because we always say elk is elk, right. and and I believe elk is elk, but there are variables wherever those elk are nuances that yeah. that create different things that can have an effect on what your plan is. You know, for example, and. <clears throat> So I've been probably the toughest one to have to, like, adapt to the variances, man, because, you know, part of me is like, uh, we shouldn't be out in the woods, sleeping in the woods by ourselves trying to follow elk. Um, We shouldn't be out in the woods two hours before, you know, calling in the dark trying to uh, locate or pull elk by ourselves, maybe even two. We shouldn't be um, out there late at night, you know, by ourselves trying to pull elk. Because one thing that we forget about and that we don't deal with where we are is we don't deal with grizzlies, wolves, you know. We don't deal with apex predators. Yeah, apex predators. Yeah, and, you know, know, I don't... yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Major Sasquatches. Yeah. Personally, I don't, I don't ever, it's funny, I, I'm still not, I'm like the dumb one out of the group. I'm not carrying any bear spray. Me neither. I don't have any of that stuff. Uh, I just figure, you know, I'm with Trav if I kick him in the knee and run. They get me down, they outrun me. Well, Joe made me lose 20 pounds hiking around with them, so yeah, he's yeah. going to have to run fast yeah. if he's getting away. Right. <laughs> but but there are, there's variables. And, and one other variable that we didn't, that really hit us unexpectedly was the amount of daylight. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So How long you can hunt. Yeah. If, if you are going to night bugle, or if you are going to hunt till dark, you're getting back to midnight. camp at 11 o'clock at night because yep, it's, midnight. you know, you're, you're <clears throat> hunting, your legal hunting time stops at 9.30, yep. 9.30-ish, right? Yeah. Right around there. So if you're uh, an hour, hour and a half away from camp, by the time you get to the vehicle and then you have to drive back, yep. you're looking at, you know, you're in real late. And, and then if you want to get up early the next morning, you're basically taking naps. Yeah. Yeah. If you do any night bugling, the other night we night bugled, we had two hours sleep. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Two hours. So those are the types of things that, and, and the reason I give these, I don't want this to be any excuse because mm-hmm. you still adapt and do with one. We've got people that hunt here all the time and get it done, right? Yeah. So, but what I want is this to be educational <laughs> for people that are going to do something like that. That these are things you need to consider, you know, when you yeah. when you do that. So, uh, the yeah, the fires and the smoke, the wind, all of that has been tough. Vegetation. Yeah, but but yet yeah. I've I've had one encounter in nine days, and I should and myself did not finish in a way that I'm like still kicking myself <clears throat> in the butt because it just doesn't. Uh, I'm real hard on myself, but I popped a bull right in the friggin' shoulder knuckle. 
you know, it had zero penetration on it. My arrow busted off and at 20 yards. So there should definitely be two bulls down right there. You know, Chav's been within, I don't know what, 12 yards? Something like that. 16, yeah. I think. Pretty close. Yeah. 16 was the closest on that yeah. bull the other day, and he was. Right. He was right there. But yep. didn't have the shot because of the brush. Yep. Look, man, the, the yeah, bush here in Canada is real. Yeah. Like, I want to tell you, it is as thick and as, as tough as advertised. Wild I mean, roses. But, wild roses, berries, big devil's breath leaves or whatever y'all Devil, call Devil's it. Club. Devil's, Devil's Club. Club. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, is, it will test you every day. You go out in it because nothing is easy. You walk on softballs all day. You can't see half the logs down because of that bush that's up. Yeah. You're tripping over tripping them, falling them, down, yeah. looking Somebody like a turtle, <laughs> looking like a turtle on your back. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Joe, Joe will tell you, I absolutely hate falling down. It pisses me off. And I bet I've been down 30 times this week. You know, it's just part of it. I mean, you grind and you grind and, um, it's it's tough. Well, that that undergrowth where we yes. usually have it about I don't know maybe you know we'll sometimes Half get some taller grass yeah. in the aspen stuff, but we're talking about three foot of you know of Wild solid wood. leaves so that yeah. you know you're not seeing your feet. Right. Yeah, no, you totally. no, you know, can't mm-hmm. see your feet. Mm-hmm. The brush that whips by you is just dragging on you. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah. like pulling. If it's wet, you're wet because it's going to drench you as you're oh, going. The down. first morning yeah. that I hunted. With the boys right here, I, I didn't wear gaiters. And I'm telling you, big, big no-no, put your gaiters on yeah. in the morning. The second day, I had my gaiters on. Didn't matter, still wet up to my chest <laughs> because of the, the wet. Uh, yeah, from the yeah, knees. From the knees. Yeah, I had my gaiters. Yeah. Everything was dry from the gaiters down, but yeah. from the knees up, it was all wet. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you're waist deep through all the foilage, no matter yeah. where you it, go. It, it's, been, yeah. it's been super challenging. Um, you know, it started off on fire uh, for me and the crew here that I was hunting with. Trav, why don't you say something a little bit about when you come to Canada, what you guys have to do to help us get ready. I mean, each guy has to have a sponsor, correct? Yeah, so you have to have a hunter host. A hunter host. And we can only uh, hunter host one person every third year, yes, basically. Sir. Well, technically you're allowed two, but one has to be a family member. Gotcha. But, of course, we're not family members, so... We can only take Oh, one. come on, Trav. Yeah, we're all family. Blood now, 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 now I thought yeah. we overcame all of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then that's why we have such a big group. You know, yeah. there's 12 of us here. So mm-hmm. one per person. And the paperwork isn't that hard. You go to Fish and Wildlife, get the paperwork. We fired it off to you guys. You fill it out, get it notarized, and you guys fired it right back. Get a wind card. Yeah, then you just get go online, get the win card, <coughs> and then from there, uh, we take the paperwork back to Fish and Wildlife. They approve everything in their computer, and once we bu- once we buy our hunter host license, when we buy our hunting license, yeah. your name is attached to ours, and then you can buy your your guys' tags. And, and, we're, bound, and we're bound to be with you guys yeah. during our hunt, which is another variable. Yeah, which is another you know that variable. you got to think about because yeah. it's like if one of y'all yeah. gets tired. That yep. means y'all staying in, right? Yep. You know, so. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And that, there was some of that. We were tired. Because mm-hmm. like Joe said, we were getting in at 11, 12 o'clock at night. Yep. You're not getting Whip. to bed till 1, one thirty. Yep. Then you're up for 4, get ready to go again. And, you know, some of us felt sick. 
the one day we didn't sit, or we didn't go hunting the one day, or the one morning, and then just the tiredness, it all wears on us, it's exhausting. Also, yeah, as far as, you know, helping each other out, like if, you know, a group wants to go out and wants to bring somebody else in, you know, to help out calling or whatever, you know, that... We, we do that a lot in New Mexico mm-hmm. where we kind of mix and match the teams depending on right. you know, what we're doing that day. Yeah. And, and it's harder to do that here. <coughs> yeah. Can't. To move groups, you have to move two hunters. That's right. Yeah. 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 Right. And the other thing that got us, which totally surprised me, it was the same as what we had last year. It was like plus 27 to 30. Yeah, the every single so, day. So in real, in real language, how, what, um, what are you talking about? So, 70 to 80 degrees. 70 to 80 <laughs> degrees. Yeah, yeah 70 to 80 degrees. I think it's like 83, 84 was yeah. the highest. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you what, there were a couple of days in the sun, like I thought I was in the 90s. Yeah, man. I mean, totally I was yeah. Like yeah. It. Yeah. we felt like it. We yeah. couldn't sleep in the tent during the day because it was no. so hot. Yeah, it was too hot. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a big factor. I know for me, it was. The heat was exhausting. Um, the smoke was something else. Uh, the smoke, yeah. Yeah, yeah when, the smoke when you're hiking, there. you're breathing heavy because you're, yeah. you know, it's, Alberta's kind of flat, but where we are, we're in the Saddle Hills. A lot of hills. So it's a lot of rolling hills. Yeah. I mean, it's... You can probably even see it yeah. right now. Yeah, exactly. You can see it on there. Yeah. And to get to the elk, that's where they are. I mean, yeah. you're following the game trails. The game trails are easy because they're wide and they're beat. But there's roots across them and, balls. and rocks. We found yeah. rocks. We yeah. found rocks in Alberta. Gilbert? Yeah, found some big rocks in Alberta. Gilbert's taking one of those rocks home. Yeah. So. And, and the blowdowns. The blowdowns here, the blow because the amount of trees that dry out, they're all over the place. Yes, right? so oh, yeah. you're, you're going yes. through a hurdle. Hurdles. Hurdle every time. You're picking your Chav leg was yeah. the king of hurdles. Rimming he did 300 over. plus hurdles in one yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> and that's one thing. He's using the walking sticks. Yeah. Okay, so you're using tracking poles when you're going. But. It's one of the reasons I, I use one of them. I have my bow in my other hand. But the reason I use one is I'm using it to part the bush in front of me yeah. to see yeah. the hurdles, right? Yeah. So I yeah. use it to push the big long grass out of the way right. and then point out to Chav, hey, watch out for this one. Hey, yeah. watch out for that one. Hey, yeah. watch out for yeah. this one. And then the other time, I'm flipping the sticks off the trail for him mm-hmm. so he doesn't roll his ankle. Did he didn't tell you to watch out. Nobody in front of you. Oh, yeah. No, he did. I had the only headlamp in yep. the group coming out at night, and he said, Can I borrow your headlamp? And yep. I'll tell you where the, all the, the sticks are and all them yeah. rookies that like to grab your toe <laughs> yep. and everything. Yeah. Daryl, I would really like, while yeah. we're on here, yeah. I just want to thank you, brother, because oh, man, uh, yeah. the, the, you know, what you've done with Chab and what you guys, I mean, Special. it's been, I mean, he's come yeah. back and. Just really enjoyed all of that. I think the the groups that we've had, yes. you know, how they've been matched up, and some of the personalities. That's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. How our two groups have uh, those similar characters mm-hmm. in 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 the group. But dude, I yeah. mean, you're, uh, you're friggin' awesome. Yeah, I what just want to add that he's been pretty awesome. He's my weatherman and my my news of the day, and <laughs> and he's got this ninety five uh, ninety five Ranchero. Silverado. Silverado. My hunting truck, which sits at home until he goes hunting. Yeah, it's 95 (laughs) on the outside, but it's like a spaceship inside. you got to see all the the stuff (laughs) yet. i got switches to kill the brake lights, the headlights, double the headlights on the same thing, go in in the dark, and... Oh yeah, we're yeah. We're he's sneaking. like Professor Gadget, except he has <laughs> he has everything, but double that because he's got two everything. Right. Yeah. Two well, head, two headlamps. You gotta yeah. have it. Two go GoPro GoPro batteries. Yes. So basically, two of everything. Because usually, if I'm hunting with somebody, 
They're like, what the hell's in your pack? I'm like, well, it's just that when we get there and you don't have it, I'm like, Wyoming saw? Yeah, I got one of those. Boom. Yeah, I can lift my backpack like this. I can lift his off the ground. It's like Mary Poppins' bag. Luis! Luis made his match. I was like, no, 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 no. He's way above and beyond. Well, I brought a Black Creek framed pack because I thought we'd be packing quarters out, right? Yeah. So, but we got machines and stuff and we got lots of guys, so we haven't had to do it yet, but hopefully we do. I lifted Daryl's pack out of the back of my truck the one day and I had to use the quad wind. It's like, Daryl, what do you got in Well, you know, as far as the groups go, man, I can have picked a finer host than Dylan, man. He's he's been fantastic. He's a young elk hunter, uh, and both these guys, Brian and Dylan, are both young elk hunters that are phenomenal, not just elk hunters, but they're phenomenal men. And, uh, you know, when when you do this sport and you hang around it long enough, you get to meet all kinds of people, but these two young men are, are fine, are fine fellas, and they're fine individuals. They, uh, they embraced us, and, and look, you know, we talked about philosophy, we talked about all kinds of tactics, elk hunting, and we made plans, and we executed those plans, and we got really close, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, two, three feet, one way or the other, Two or three times, and it's a whole different, yeah. whole different ball game, huh, Brian? Yeah, you know, uh, right in there. I, I don't want to speak for you or Dylan uh, at all, but how have you felt like the meshing of the group has gone? It's been amazing. I, I thought our group we got along really good right off the start. Yeah. Uh, I know I haven't laughed as much this much in years. <laughs> Gilbert's got quite the stories, and uh, he'll have you laughing more than anybody I know. Yeah. The knowledge between Gilbert and RC, what they could bring to us to help us in the situations, is top-notch for sure. Uh, Brian and I obviously know how to attack our bulls here, but the knowledge that Gilbert and RC bring for... <laughs> How to go about certain situations helped out a lot. Yeah. I mean, right out the gate, we we night bugle, which yeah. we really haven't done a whole lot of, right? Uh, especially here. Well, we, we were like we were over there on those four wheelers, yeah. and I'm going, all right, I'll hunker down here, and we'll get to the house, you know. And then all of a sudden, we're going the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I'm going, well. Okay, I guess, you know, and they get up there and we're going through mud and yeah, it's throwing up all over us and <laughs> yeah, we get up there bad. on that, on top of that hill and I'm going, what are they doing now? You know, <laughs> <laughs> got out and they night bugled and guess what? Boom. That's when it all started. Yeah. Woo! Get an answer. Yeah. Uh, he goes, cool, coming back right here in the morning. Uh, we'll make a plan. Uh, come back, back that morning, we hike up to a little ridge top, we go down the ridge top, and the wind is horrible. It's not good for us, the way we want to hunt it. And he hits a bugle, bull answers, and bull is coming. He answers with that insistent, I'm, I'm headed your way, boys, and I'm like, we got to get out of here, cause he's coming. And, you know, we all made the decision that the wind wasn't right. We needed to circle down below and get the wind in our face and move in on him. And Mr. Bulldozer, D9 right here, <laughs> D8, D9. Was, clean, D9 was, was making the path, D8 was cleaning it up and rolling it up. Uh, and RC was picking me up. So we get, we get to go through the woods and 
I'm, I'm telling you, we get to about one different spot, and Dylan goes, the next opening. <laughs> when the name we, And people, when we talk about opening, I mean, I can spit across them most of the time. <laughs> so it is thick in there. He said, the next opening, we're going to set up. And I look at my Onyx, and I'm like, we're almost dead level where I felt like that bull was going to be, you know. And we get in this little opening, and RC's on the point. I'm kind of in the middle, and uh, Brian is uh, back behind me here. And he hits the bugle one time. Whee! And this bull erupts. I mean, absolutely erupts. Big six-by-five bull. And you can hear him breaking branches and crashing and... Here he's coming. I see antlers coming. I'm like, oh, my God. This is going to be day two right here. He's going to get it done. R.C. Knox is going to ventilate this bull because he's going to step right on top of him. You know, so R.C.'s standing there, and I, I let R.C. finish up how it went off because it was right in your face. Oh, right in our face. And I tell you, it's just, it's just when you see trees going <laughs> crashing everywhere you're going okay this is a big animal you know and then you're seeing his horns above that and he comes crashing in and i'm going all right i'm fixing the draw and it's going to be what 10 yards maybe and i'm gonna have a frontal you know and i'm fixing to do it and he goes and he turns and i've got oh man so he comes around and he comes all the way and he needs one step because that's just what I got. I got his head, his neck, and he's looking around like this, you know. And what did you like? You yeah. like probably one step, one one step, step. too. He could have ventilated yeah. and it got was like twelve yards. He's yeah. he's looking at he is looking a so hole through me because he's looking for Dylan. He's looking a hole through me, and I don't know if he saw the breath coming off of me, because I'm telling you, man, that adrenaline is stoked, right? Oh, and, I, and I got tension on the string. I got tension on the string. He's looking at me. I'm like, one step. And, I mean, we're going to full draw, and we're going to cut him down, because that's what we do, man, right? We do. I need one step, baby. And he, they're so smart here, everywhere. Elk are smart everywhere. But that elk knew something wasn't right in that setup. He did not see another bull. He did not see another elk. He seen a big guy wearing camouflage with steam coming off of him. And I'm sure he went, oh, no, that ain't what I want to see. And he turned. Well, when he turned, I drew. We start cow calling. And he stops, and all I can see is his head and neck. And I'm like, man, that's not, that's not what we're here to shoot. So we just kind of held our position, and then he went over this little rise and down in a little trenos. When he went down in that little trenos, I looked at Brian. I said, let's go kill that bull. And we dove off and went straight at him. And uh, we pushed him for about uh, maybe 80, 90 yards yeah, through, yeah, the, right through, the, through the aspen. And once we got through that aspen, he was standing on the other side of that trenos, and Brian had him at 58. We actually called him back towards us, uh, so he did not smell us, and he did not know what we were, but he's definitely sharp and a big old bull, and uh, and then the next day, R.C. and Brian had him again. We made that same plan, went in there, executed again, except we did something a little different because the master, uh, Travis O'Shea over there, said, look, I think y'all can go in there and confuse him and not sound like a bull this time and put on a little calf party. And he'll pop off. 
But move move R.C. and Brian up there in the middle of it. I mean, these are integral plans, man, that we're making to <clears> surgically <throat> go extract one of these bulls out of his home, right, in thick cover. And for the most part, everything went like as planned, except for him reading the script where he turned broadside and we got him, right? I mean, at the end of the day, these guys did what they needed to do. They pushed up to that edge of that Trenos. We sat there for how long, Dylan? It was about 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah, just straight putting on. And, you know, we'd have a little calf party for 10, 15 minutes. Let it go quiet. Little calf party. I mean, that was. we never went above an octave of a cow call for sure. It was all calf all the time. And then about 45 minutes into it, right? And I'm like, there it is. Oh, my gosh. So they heard it. They pulled right up on him. R.C., how'd it go from there? Well, again, you know, it's like you're seeing trees being tore down, and he's right there. I mean, he's 30 yards in the trees, and you can hear a little bit of cow mewing back behind him. You know, and a lot of times a bull, when he's raking, he'll he'll do a little bit of meowing or mewing, and it was like... <laughs> yeah, that's Madonna doing the meowing. <laughs> <laughs> Madonna. <laughs> not anymore. Not, not anymore. He's not mewing now. He's mewing now. He's mewing now. Yeah. But he was right there. And we had... What's that cow come out? That cow was uh, about 12 yards away from me. Yeah. Right out in front, yeah. And we're like, okay... He just, I mean, I had him at 20, and all he had to do, again, was come out, and he did, his head, <laughs> and he'd look, at that, he'd look at that cow, and he'd look over there where these guys were making the calf sounds, then he'd go back over in the tree, and rake some more, you know, I'm going, come on, just step out, you know, and you, you get your hopes up, because... He does this twice, and you're thinking, oh, yeah, th- this time he's going to come all the way out. And what made me excited was the fact that there was a cow down there, and I just knew he would step out and go check her out, you know, yeah, yeah. and round her up, right? Yeah. Well, there were some more cows behind in the trees, and they kind of started talking and everything else, and he just kind of like they all turned he around he and meandered off. PJB. Would you have killed that bull if he had stepped out? No, I wouldn't have had a shot where he was at. But RC would have had a shot. What, two more steps? He would have been oh, yeah. 35 broadside yeah. to you? If people want to know why I call him PJB. We call him Pump, <laughs> Pump Jack Bryan because the first morning <laughs> we hunted together, he heard every Pump Jack was a bugle. So that's we right. said Pump Jack Bryan from here on out, and that's kind of where that so it's PJB from here on out. I'm sorry, but until he does something that dazzles me otherwise. <laughs> well, I could call you something else that dazzles you otherwise. Oh, well. yeah. that for another oh, yeah. That's a whole new podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and if it wasn't enough, we found somebody that it smells more like perfume. Aromatic. Kinda. Yeah. It has <laughs> more perfume as that. Fabergé. 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 Yeah, you could smell Dylan a mile out. 
I smelled it today. Yeah. It's a secret cash sale that we're not supposed to talk about. No, I, okay, I apologize, but uh, just so everybody knows, it's Irish Spring Soap. It's, uh, it's pretty strong. <laughs> it's Olga Cadman. Olga Cadman. I think it's important for our listeners to hear that there are some things like, you know, um, several times people had cows at like eight yards yes. broadside. Chav had a spike bull at 30 that just said, shoot me, shoot me. Yeah. Was that how close? Shoot yeah. me, shoot me, shoot me. But there, we can only shoot bulls and it's a three point limit on a minimum on one side. Right. And, uh, and, and y'all, we're not proud. I mean, we came here to fill some tags. If we'd have had, Something hit. In fact, mine was a three by two that yeah. that came in. A giant three by two. They're all giants. Boat and Crockett three by two. They don't care. Are big by their farmland. Oh my agricultural. They don't go hungry here. Yep. They ain't showing their ribs. They're big, hardy. Well, we have a freezer over here <laughs> that I, I just. <clears throat> Daggone full, man, with one elk in there. Yeah. I was like, man, yeah. what if we'd have got two or a moose? I'm like, mm-hmm. how are we going to get that booger home? Because yeah. uh, Luis's bull was, so, I mean, it <laughs> was probably a three-year-old. Three. Yeah. Probably yeah. a three-year-old. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. the body was massive on yeah. that booger, man. Yeah. yeah. But and, Joe, tell about the story of your bull, the, the sounds that we all have never oh, heard yeah. before Yeah. when he came out. Yeah, so... You know, like they say, it's real thick. Um, we found track that were, you know, we had been working a two-track and bugling as we go, and we found track that was going into a trail. So we started going into the thick stuff onto the onto the trail. I was in the lead, Monona behind me, and Trav and I had talked that I really thought that there was a bull with some cows and that because we were bugling had moved them off. And so, you know, I we talked about it and came to like, well, let's just calf call, you know. So we start yeah. moving inside there, and I'm up ahead, and Travis is back there giving, I mean, I was looking for the calf. That's how good those calls were. It was just awesome. And then all of a sudden we hear, whoo, whoo, like that, and I thought, and I turned around, and Carrie Man is reaching for the bear spray. Yep. <laughs> like, it's the first time I've ever done that, but it sounded like a bear, and we all looked at each other like, bear, bear. Manano's eyes were this big. Oh, yeah. like, <laughs> they were. And I looked at Trav, yeah. and Trav looked at me, and he went, like, yeah. come yeah. to me. I don't back want you to be in there, back right? Up a like, little bit. It's yeah. not okay. And I looked at him, and I said, bear? And he went, ilk. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was better, but I've never been in the bush. If it was a wolf, like a, I mean, like a, it a like bear? A bluff wolf, charge. Yeah. You know, yeah. like a bluff charge so type yeah. thing. Yeah. And... And so I'm looking, and then I catch movement. And when I, as soon as I caught the movement, I saw horns coming through the trees. And the first thing I did was what I normally do is I'm looking at where that animal is, and I'm trying to put myself in a position where I'm going to have the best shooting lane when it pops out. So the bull comes down real fast yeah. and pops out. And at the point it pops out, it's only 20 yards. And... As it comes out, I draw on it as it's, as it's coming through. It has, you know, it's not where it can see me yet. I draw, it pops out and stops. But when it, when it went by, all I could see was a two by two up on the head. 
and I was like, I could all I had was broadside at 20 yards at that point, and I'm at full draw, and I'm like, God dang it, I don't think it's legal. So I'm standing there, standing there, standing there. Next thing I know, I'm like, man, I gotta let down. So I let down, doesn't see anything, and it starts to walk again. I draw again, a second time. And again, it stops in front of me, completely kill zone, broadside, head behind the tree, right? And any other time, if this is a bullet, we've seen the rack yep. already and we knew what it is, it's a perfect situation, right? And normally I'm calf calling or calf calling to stop the bull for you. Yeah. This instance, I'm actually calf calling to try to get the elk to turn his head. So that so I that can see the can head. count the points, right? Yeah. Because we got to see three before he can shoot. And then from there, you were at full so draw I, again. So I let down a yeah. second time. As it starts to move, I draw. And when it moves, I see a like a crown on one side, three mm-hmm. points. Yeah. And at that point, I know that it's a legal bull. This time when it stops, it's behind two trees where I can't see. And, and the trees are like right in front of me. So the bull is standing over there. I think he's quartering to me at that point, slight quartering to and I had to lean out. So I make a move where I lean out. And even at that, it wasn't a hard quarter two. It was one of those that I knew that I could put it right in there in that pocket. And and I didn't. Um, that arrow, and I think when I leaned out, I think I changed form and didn't correct that. You know, I might have canned it even a little bit. And when I let fly, it sounded like I hit him with a... A baseball plywood. bat, man. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Correct. And, it, it's, and if you've been bow hunting long enough, and I've had enough people with me that I'm guiding that has done this, and as soon as I heard that noise, I was like, dang it, man. Yeah. I knew exactly, and I turned around and I said, shoulder. And uh, and the bull goes off, and it's so thick, I can't see where he's at, at that point. Trap can still see him, mm-hmm. but I can't see him at that point. We stopped him in the willows, another like 15, 20 yards in inside ahead of where he was going. There was a really thick willow patch. So he went in there and he stopped. And he stood there for, what, 30, 30 seconds or 45 yeah. seconds? Then and, to go and then he busted off to, to the left. And we lost sight of him then. But. Well, it hit him so hard. And the fact that I'm shooting, you know, Luis bullets, you know, um, with the power I have in my bow and as hard as it hit, you know, I really thought I might have got six inches. And which made me sick, right? So we immediately backed out and we left. And I, I want to make a quote here because, you know, <laughs> my, my bullets were framed down to how you wanted and not how I wanted. Oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's, just, let's just make that clarification. Okay. So I'm shooting an arrow that is probably 100 greens heavier than any arrow I've ever shot. And doing that with the arrows that I've shot previously, I have shattered leg bones Mm -hmm. shattered them and so when i heard this crack i thought for sure and and i shot a hog with these arrows on y'all's place Mm -hmm. that uh, went through front front part right here and went all the way out the hip on the other side i truly believe that in my mind i thought i got six inches so i was sick to my stomach and 
I was already telling myself, I'm punching my tag, I'm done, I'm going to have to track this thing for the rest of the hunt. And so we left for a while, and uh, and, and look, I, I know bow hunting. I understand. I've had to console a lot of bow hunters that sitting have been here, in this position. Sitting here in this table. Yeah. But but I I take pride in being a finisher. I always have. Yeah. And uh and it didn't happen. And and so we go, we spend about two hours, we come back and I mean it wasn't from where I hit him it probably wasn't six feet where yeah. you found the arrow. <clears throat> it was yeah, it was right I think he turned and when he turned he snapped the arrow off right, the, right at the broadhead arrow, and literally it was laying right there. You had went down the trail and around, and Carrie went ahead of me, and the arrow was right beside her. I grabbed it and looked at it, and I'm like, there was not much on it at all. So no. We took it to you so you could see what, yeah. you know, determine what you figured. No, it, it broke yeah. right at the broadhead, yeah. um, at the insert, and... Not an inch. Yeah. So... Yeah. I, you know, there's a, a three by two with a, with a broadhead in the shoulder, uh, at the flesh wound. I mean, I don't think it dripped three drops of blood. No, there was so, not much at all. You know, I know the critter's okay. Um, yeah. I know he's hurting a little bit, but he's going to recover. He'll be um, back fighting in no time. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But, right. you know, so, uh, it, that's on me. I, I had a opportunity that I didn't finish on. That's, that's me. But what do so, you think was it the mistake? The lead out a little bit or changing your anchor? I, I think I changed my anchor and, <coughs> and you know, uh, I'm used to looking down an arrow and it always goes where I look at it. So when I leaned out this time, now using a release, yeah. that's a totally different deal. That and makes sense, yeah. and in my head, in my head, I don't think like that still, right? right yeah. um, I've adapted a lot of things like drawing ahead of time, which sure. I used to never. Yeah, yeah I saw that, and I was like, well, that's good. Now, the only thing is, like, you drew way ahead of time this time, where you had to draw three times. And look, that's hard. Yeah. It's like, with these bows, when you let down yeah. and have to draw again, second draw is like, it takes a lot, man. And then you drew three times, so yeah. I'm yeah. like, yeah. holy crap, and that I'm, must have been exhausting. And you're right, I'm standing yeah. back, because I'm out about yeah. 40 yards. He's at 20, I'm uh, Manano and Kerry were up ahead doing the videotape, and then I was another 10 back from them. I was watching Joe and watching that elk come through. I knew when I was throwing my calls to get it to do what we wanted, Joe was drawing at the perfect time every time. Mm -hmm. And even the third time he went, it was like, perfect. You actually drew, and I didn't make a sound. You drew, and that stopped the elk, just like yeah. we always talk about, yeah, right? Yeah. And I was like, I was thinking in my head, dang, that's picture perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and then, choo, the shot was gone. Yeah. Yeah. Theoretically, the hunt itself was textbook. Yeah. No, it, yeah. it, it, yeah. Every part of it up to that point, everything that we did, you know, um, Carrie was, uh, uh, in camera A position and Manano no. kept, yeah. uh, Manano yeah. kept well, up. Well, I was. Yeah. And then he cut me off, so then you have to see me go no. under his arm. You, you guys, and you, you will see the video that was taken by triple camera A. Yeah, no, it's incredible. No, what what Manano is actually is camera B with camera A tendencies. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. But Carrie's work with the with the camera has been impressive. I mean, the the pictures that she's taking and and which by the way, capturing the right moments. 
she got you, she got me, she got Beto. Oh, she got pictures of everybody. Oh, she's she's dangerous. dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. dangerous. She yeah. go out in the building. Yeah. Only bananas are allowed to be out. And <laughs> <all the girls. laughs> we got a deal. We got a deal. Yeah. <laughs> the, only, the only compromising pictures are... There's nothing of Chow. No, I have one of Chow. Oh, do you have? Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so what we'll do while we're talking right now is I'm going to flash all of these photos that Carrie has no. taken. Of, no. Oh, no, no, that no. one, bro. <laughs> no. If you're, if you're so, interested in some of those pictures, just DM me and I'll take care of you. But actually, what, what I'm going to say is, if, if, if Manana would have let me finish, is that we would have flashed all the photos that she's taken of us asleep. Because nobody was safe, and if you fell asleep, you know, I think, I think for me... You got like 15. No, I think I fell asleep once, and she took like... One time? She she took like 15 photos. Was it it one time you fell asleep with 15 photos, or 15 times you fell asleep in one photo? No, 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 Look, I am somebody that when you're in the truck, why waste that time? I you know, get get some of that I think we would be remiss not to let the killers in the group uh, have have a, a say in how. And this is what I want to want to get to. Everybody that's hunted together has made a plan, right? And they executed the plan to perfection. Sometimes we're going to be elk hunting, and the elk don't read the script where we can finish, right? But when you make a plan and you get in that critter's bubble, right, and you you get within three feet of sealing that deal, your plan was good, right? The setups have been tight because of the the terrain that we deal with and stuff like that's going to happen, right? But I really feel like we've made solid plans together, executed those plans, and then had had trouble finishing for various reasons, right? But at the end of the day... We knew what we were doing to get in tight with those elk, and we made that happen. And some right? of those reasons are the same reasons that we struggled even last year. Yes. You know, when you hunt, we hunt thick crap all the Absolutely. time. And it, you got to have everything happen, and, you know, these animals are trying to survive, right? That's right, and but, they do a good job of it. But we're out there, man, and so we had a bet going on between two groups about... Yep. Who was going to kill a moose or an elk? Yeah, who, who was going to kill? Put one of those Draw down first, first, right? Draw first blood. And uh, all of a sudden, I get a text from, and this is how Luis is, right? <laughs> this is how standing in the morning. He's like Chav. Chav used to do this in college. Oh, really? College. He used to be able to get um, the information the on games ahead of time before they showed up on TV and make bets with people. Chav, you? Oh man! You gotta watch the quiet, sneaky ones, right? So we have a hold. I am. There's a teletype thing that came over. A ticker tape, you know. Oh yeah. Okay, this guy won the hundred yard dash. Oh, upset. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Came on TV later on that night. You know, live supposedly. (laughs) Supposedly. Yeah. So uh, we have this bet going, and now I get the text, and it's like. What the heck is this about? But he didn't even say it that way. No, but, no. Know, what, what the heck is this about, man, I that you guys didn't include us in this bet? And we I were just like, found out about this bet. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, what the heck is going on? How well, come you guys didn't it. include us in this bet? And 
And uh, these guys were all like, well, you know, yes. Yeah, we didn't want to take your money. We didn't want to take your money. Put your mouth where your your money is. Put your money where your mouth is. There you go. And so all of a sudden he's like, okay, I I want to do it. And we're like, all right, it's on. Yeah. And then it's like. All of us are like, yeah. Has killed already. But but the original best because we were just at the at the table having a little bit of snacks and yeah. and it was actually Gilbert and Joe. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Gilbert's talking other. trash again. Get those juices flowing. <laughs> exactly. Man, it was almost like a five hundred dollar bet before. I know. Get was, out. Yeah. I was racking up. Yeah. Yeah. It was getting good. I knew I'd get the best out of him. He knew he'd get the best out of me and that's man we push each other every day to be better and, and get better and you know this cat i've watched him all year put the work in man i mean the guys he he doesn't like working out i can tell you all that right now he yeah. absolutely hates it right but when he gets up here he's never going to get beat again right and he shoots he puts the time in with his equipment he's a student of the game he's his calling has gone through the roof I mean, he's a, a real student. And then you put him with the commissioner, right? Yep. Commissioner Gordon, Flash yep. Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> and and a, a true athlete in himself that can actually get it done and move in different places. And these guys formulated a plan. They, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let them take it over. They find a bull, okay? They find this bull and they execute a plan in an evening and then really get it done the next morning. After right? putting like 50 miles. Yeah, yeah. after putting 50 Wearing miles on her feet, right. Pants and shoots, yeah. shoes yeah. and underwear. It's through repeating them with steps with each other. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so how many now, steps do you have right now, by the way? No, well, I have more than you for sure. I'm not sure now. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I'll tell you a quick story about the step challenge that it was kind of informal and it kind of grew uh, day over day. So, um, you know, yesterday we were out in the woods and, and, you know, still grinding. And then, and then we look at the, you know, he asked me, how many steps you got? And I was like, well, how many you have? And we start competing, right? And then he, I end up having like a couple hundred more steps than he does, right? And he's like, "Well, how how come is that possible? You got I have seven point. He goes, "I have seven point one miles. You have seven point oh nine, and you have more steps than I do." And he goes, "And I have less calories burned." And he goes, "Well, yeah, that's the way it goes." And he goes, oh, "Well, wait a minute. That only means that my body is more efficient." And I'm in better shape than you are. And I go, well, absolutely right. Yeah. And everybody knows that you're in better shape than I am. But that's not what we're competing here with. We're just going to stay focused. Okay? Yeah. That's all we have to do, right? Yeah. So, it, you know, and I just have to say uh, I'm, I'm extremely thankful with everybody. Um, you know, Daryl... We've been sharing bunk, Manano, Daryl, and I, and an absolute fabulous person. Mm-hmm. Uh, every night I get here, it's like, he, he gets upset at me. I was like, hey, what's going on, man? You went out today and you didn't tell me, well, you know, how was your day? Tell me. <laughs> you know, so, you know, he, he, you know, we sit down, we share stories. Incredible person. I had the absolute. opportunity, you know, these two guys have been hunting together the whole, the whole trip. But then aside from that, I had the opportunity to pretty much hunt with everybody else in the in the team um and uh it's just wonderful wonderful people all around i had so much laughs 
Um, the day I hunted, you know, with uh, with uh, Carrie and and Travis, and then when we went out with the boys, it was it, it was just laugh after laugh, right? I mean, you know. So remember, guys, when next time you get to shoot an arrow at an animal. Just gonna send it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you know we've we've got beautiful memories and things to you know to take with us from this trip that that you know are gonna be with me for the rest of my life and and for that I'm very appreciative and I don't want to get emotional but um, Jason you know when I met when I met Jason it was instant click you know this guy I fell in love. Yeah, I did. <laughs> 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 you say I got a new boyfriend. So, every, so everybody knows Mananos has been extremely jealous. Okay, no, <laughs> he tells me every day, "Is like, well, are you gonna come uh, to camp and eat with your boyfriend, or uh, what's gonna happen here?" Yeah. And so uh, that's okay, Manano. That's okay. No, no, I still love you too. Okay, my heart is pretty big. Um, but no, uh, Jason. Um, so you did. Jason has been an incredible person from day one an incredible host um, he's been extremely patient the guy is an incredible caller too um, all these guys are great at calling oh, and understanding yep. elk oh, yeah. in this area right mm-hmm. um, uh, Jason is super knowledgeable um, you know very well experienced hunter I learned so much from Jason um, the one, one of the things that I'm terrible at is uh, the chuckles. And one day we were sitting down, and uh, you know he started making fun of my chuckles. You know, and I told him to say, "Don't make fun of my my my, my bull chuckles because my bull's got COVID." Okay, so you better, you better be respectful. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah. but yeah, I mean we've we've been sharing a lot of, uh, you know. How bad is it, Jason? Yeah, huh, he's got COVID. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's got long COVID. Yeah, All I know is one time, time I was like, bro, don't do that. Don't do that again. <laughs> maybe, maybe we can get I know Manano. Uh, I know it's rude uh, to laugh, maybe. but I can help could myself. Probably teach you. Yeah, we'll get Manano. But Jason is a beast. The guy is extremely prepared. Um, in the woods, I mean, you you see how he packs. It's just amazing. You know, I thought I packed heavy. This guy's got everything that we need out there. You know, I, I told my wife, I said, "Don't worry if anything happens to me out there. You know, I'm taken care of." This guy is, just, oh, yeah. you know, he's got something for all of us. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, but no, he's he's treating me like freaking royalty, man. Thank you so much. Um, uh, we've put in. The work, uh, I think at this point we're probably over 65 miles that we put out there. Um, and, and that's a lot for this area and how thick uh, this stuff is out here. So, um, you know, one day we actually went and we decided to spend an old dater uh, out, out in the field. And we got there, you know, got up 4 o'clock in the morning, got there early. And uh, um, throughout the day I actually took about three naps because uh, you know it was it was exhausting yeah we saw we got that recorded there's one in the floor there's 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 one on the floor right next to the uh, here's the picture yo to to the truck that uh, he didn't even make it in the truck son of a gun (laughs) (laughs) just curled up on the ground by the trailer (laughs) gone (laughs) so I got my steps in while he slept just walked around (laughs) sneaky son of a gun man 
So you're at 66, he's at 67. No, not really. (laughs) We'll see, we'll see. We'll finalize those numbers. We'll post them later. We'll post the the results later. But uh, so that day we're like, okay, well, you know, let's let's head back to camp. And um, we then happened to see this bull and a cow grazing in the middle of a uh, clover field. And uh, we're like, oh, my God, you know, there they are. I mean, how do we get to them? So we we sneak up and actually get, it's it's a, it's kind of like a clear cut. And uh, these elk are in pockets, yeah. you know, here. And, and the volumes here are also different, right. right? I mean, you don't get to see, or we haven't at least yeah, been able to see, yeah, big, big herds of elk. Right. You know, we see them in two or threes. And, and, yeah. and that's, one, that's one of the yeah. things, that's one of the things that, that I want to pull out as we're going through this, and that's one of them, is yeah. that, you know, it's a lot harder to find elk when it, they're singles or doubles, you know, when they're not in groups of 20 or 15 like that. But you're right. It's, uh, it, you know, the group size, and they are in small pockets and spread all over the place, and, right? And they're real tied to agriculture, too, yeah, man. Yeah, they are. And yeah. you, you can tell that. So they hit on the agriculture part that... That field, that field was loaded with alfalfa and clover. Yeah. And, uh, and they have the, everything they need they right, there. right there. I mean, they, 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 have the water, water. they have the food, and then, you know, in small pockets, then they Damp, have a dense pockets so yeah. that, yeah, yeah, they have the cover. Yeah. 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 And so there was this big square, I don't know, how big is that square of thick bush there in Jason? 60 acres. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's so, a quarter section, the whole thing is a quarter section. So we're able to make our way to the edge of the... Uh, to the edge of the wood there and and then they started walking up the line trying to get cover to see if we can put eyes on the bull again uh, from the corner of that uh, of that field and we we do when we see him out there we see the the bull elk racing towards the middle of the clear cut and then we see the cow racing right there by the edge of the tree line and so yeah, I mean, this is all happening really fast, too, because at the same time, we were fighting daylight. Mm-hmm. We had, how much did we have, Jason? How many minutes? Like 13, 18, 15? 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. 20 minutes before legal, legal light was over. Yep. Legal light was over. So we get there, and we're like, okay, uh, <laughs> we just... I. I you know, we kind of discussed it. It was like, we can't, I don't know that I want to call from where we are because they were 120-something yards out. Yeah. So I didn't know how their reaction was going to be. I felt that we, knowing where they were, we could sneak up through the woods and then get closer before we actually started doing anything, right? Um, we started going through the woods, and it's thick, man. And it's just like, you know, everything you step on cracks. It's, it's like walk, walking on, you know, dry pasta or cornflakes, you know. It's just, it's bad. And uh, <laughs> and, then we, and then we decided to go in, and I'm thinking, well, maybe, you know, Jason's going to be behind me. But in my mind, I'm thinking, I was like, man, I don't know. I, I'd rather him stay back there. But we couldn't really discuss this plan because everything happened on the fly. It was real dynamic. It was real dynamic. So I started going through the woods real quiet. The wind was perfect because it was blown from the clear cut into uh, this deal. And then um, I, I was able, long short, I was able to sneak up, you know, close to 50 yards to where they were. It was thick. And uh, he, he stayed behind. And... Uh, so I started, I started calling, 
because one of those steps the cow spooked and she kind of ran away from the tree line went past the bull and the bull got really alert and so I thought they were going to leave so I started cow calling and when I started cow calling um, the cow turned around and went back trotting back to the tree line like hey you know I got a I got a friend in the in the in the tree line so she went right back at it and the bull the interesting thing about this interaction was that the bull was only doing what the cow was doing he he couldn't care less about anything else he 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 would hear the cow calls and wouldn't re react physically and he would just do what the cow would do. In other words, follow the cow. Follow the cow. Right. And then that so, happened with human beings as well. Yes. So the the, <laughs> the, the, the the bull starts going into following the cow. The cow uh, gets into the tree line and starts kind of looking for me. And then and the bull instead of actually getting into the tree line, it starts coming down the down this way. And you know he's helping me out calling from way back there but we can't communicate you know at some point the bull stops and I he was coming on a string and I thought I was going to have a shot at this bull at 20 yards at some point the bull stops and then I don't I don't have a shot and he goes into the tree line and then the cow you know pegs me and I'm from here to where Brian is at to where the, that cow stood up and she was just looking at me, big ears, just in, in, on my face. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't move. And then the, the bull started coming in through the bush. And potentially it was going to give me a shot through the bush, but the wind was wrong. And I'm like, I have to make a move. I have to turn around mm. and try to get a shot on that bull, even if I, if it means spooking the cow that is right next to me. And I did that. The cow spooked. She went just 40 yards, 30 yards, and then turned again and the bull started to come but at that point that wind I think they caught a whiff of it and the cow didn't like it she spooked a little bit the bull was following the cow and then just they slowly kind of disappeared and we were both profusely calling cow calling trying to see if we could bring them both back but then we ran out of time yeah right now for all of that adventure and length of that encounter with that critter yeah. the next day wasn't so Long and long. <laughs> <laughs> About four minutes. So, I, I got another half an hour just to explain the next day. That way you have enough content for <laughs> You can do part one and part two, Joe. Don't be yeah, selfish about this. Yeah. Make it a series. Yeah. I yeah. <laughs> need it. That way we get a break from another podcast, you know. And, and that's Gonzalez with a Z. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it. Gonzalez with a Z. No, but I mean, I think, I think the reason why I wanted to, like, give that detail is because two things one for me it was a great realization to see the behavior of the elk yeah. based on because this is one of the first times really that i could actually see them physically respond to what i'm doing yeah. with the call no i, th I think all of that I, and i was being serious yeah. i mean that was everything that happened in that evening in yeah. that in that Set little amount of time what's coming it, it yeah. wasn't as dramatic that way the next day but right. it was pretty dang cool it yeah. was super cool. And I, when I came out, he was like, oh, my God, what happened? He was worried that he was, you know, making the right calls or not. Or, you know, <laughs> and I was like, no, man. doubt right? Yeah. 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 And, and what I tell you, I was like, no, man, it was freaking fun. I had a blast, right? And so um, 
he tells me, what do you tell me that day as far as, like, what, what should we do next day? Well, I, Luis looked at the map because I said, we'll just come back here in the morning. Well, it's just a small piece of grass. <laughs> They're not going to stay. And I'm like, oh, trust yeah, me. He's in there right yeah. now. He's yeah, going to yeah. be there all night long. He'll be in this field in the morning. Which is another point. Right. Okay, yeah. so you think about the things that we just talked about so far about the small amount that stay together, the numbers and how they are. Yeah. But the other thing is, like, these guys that kept going back to the same bull after there is that they don't leave. I mean, they might go a little distance here or there, but they have everything they need, and they right, don't really it. have to go anywhere, yeah. right? Yeah, right? I mean, there's so much food here. Yeah. Yes. It's unbelievable. Between the agriculture, the clover, the, Beans, you know, the... Well, the devils, the devils, devil's club, the yeah, club. Devil's club. You know, yeah. I mean, there was yeah, everywhere just so teams, much food and so much water, right? Over. Yeah, yeah, it's, they're everything and there. So all, all I think over. that's a good point. So go ahead with what you're saying. Yeah, I, I just knowing that area and having hunted there for a number of years, the habits of those elk, unless they're really, really driven out, they don't leave. So we went back first thing in the morning. Nothing on the field at dark, so we had a nap, and uh, at the right time, just went and checked, and he was there, almost exactly where he was the night before. How did you check? Glassed him. Waited, oh, waited you saw it. Yeah, we, 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 yeah, we stayed. Shooting light, and then we're able to actually So he was in the open at, at day yeah. okay. yeah, he was in the open. By himself oh. this time. By himself. Yeah, oh, no, cow. no cow. Uh-oh. No cow. Yeah. She, was, she slept in. <laughs> or she got yeah. taken. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so we almost did the exact identical yeah. plan. The wind was the same. The elements were the same. And uh, Louis kind of snuck into the bush and I stayed back. Mm -hmm. And I could kind of see him through the corner of the trees. Mm -hmm. And so <laughs> when uh, we went to set up, I said, just give me a thumbs up when you want me to cow call. <laughs> and... Uh, I'm looking through the binoculars, and Luis is like this, watching the bull. <laughs> well, and let me let me give you an explanation of that. The reason why the reason why I did that so quick was because I, my intention was to get a little bit further into the woods. But the moment I put the first step into the woods, that elk had a speck, and he he was raising his head and kind of lowering, kind of like the, the the little trick that they do that they fake that they're going to lower right. it and then they right. just yeah. raise the yeah. head again. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, oh, man, I know that you have a speck, so. Um, um, you know, and he doesn't like it. He's kind of feeling the heebie jeebies, maybe. And he started grazing. The heebie what? The heebie jeebies. <laughs> Betanos. <laughs> so, he's grazing. I noticed that he started kind of slowly walking back into the, into the, uh, the thick uh, tree line. And I'm getting worried. I'm like, oh, it's time to call. Like, it, you know, we need to stop him from getting in there and it's time to call. So when I see that, he's not being able to see that because of how thick it is. <laughs> I start going, and you can tell them what you were seeing. <laughs> I wasn't seeing anything. I had binoculars. I'm looking, and I finally look, and he's just... <laughs> the most aggressive thumbs up in history. He threw his shoulder out. It's like I was the like, first time, it's like the first oh, time I saw an so, elk. Remember? So, so I just started cow calling. Go, go, go! 
Very much the same. Very much the same. How the bull didn't see that yeah. surprises me. Yeah. And uh, so I was like, oh, now you want me to call? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I see the thumbs up. Yeah, but so we started cow calling. You started cow calling just before he yeah. actually hit just the tree line. Just before he hit but the tree I line. See, I thought he actually made it yeah. into the tree line. So I'm with my bow looking through the bushes and through the trees to see if I can see him, if he's coming or what's going on. And I'm like, oh, man, I don't want him to be gone. And with the corner of my left eye, I see this brown thing just coming. He's coming on a string. He's fast on the, on the right between, right on the outside of the uh, tree line. And I'm like, oh, crap, he's right there. And then I just like, you know, I had my glasses on, which I've been using this trip because, you know. You're old. Yeah, getting old. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm over forty already. So, um, believe it or not, I'm over forty. Uh, and then, so I'm like, but I know that I can't shoot. I can't shoot with my glasses on because the bridge of my glasses is in the middle of my peep when I draw. So I, I take off my glasses, throw them on the ground, grab the the the, the rangefinder, and I'm ranging him, but. He's you know, 50 yards, and he's coming in hot, you know. And I was like, well, by the time he's parallel to me, I'm going to I'm gonna have to stop him. I'm going to have to range him. I'm a mess. I mean, this just <laughs> happened way so fast that I just, I didn't know what to do. And then, sure enough, when he gets parallel to me, I cow call, you know. Yeah. And he stops. And sure enough, he stops, and there is a tree right on the kill zone. And I'm like, crap. And I'm at full draw, so I'm making two, three steps forward. And then I'm like, I'm guessing 40 at this point. And I let loose. And, man, I'm, I was shaking like a leaf. And I think I pulled it up. I think I made it worse. I think I misjudged the distance. I, like I said, I was a wreck. That first arrow, man, goes and goes way high and skips him right on the, on on the top of his back. Good, good line, but way high. My heart sunk, man. I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe I just freaking missed this bull. And then, but as soon as I missed, it was like a, a retake of what happened in Colorado. Mm -hmm. It immediately started cow calling. He was also cow calling, so we're all yeah, yeah, yeah. And the bull kind of runs a little bit and stops broadside way further, but then he turns again and starts coming slowly frontal. And I'm like, well. It's gonna have to be a frontal shot, and just w and then when he started coming frontal to me, I I went quiet, and he kept on calling. So when he got close, he turned around broadside, and this time I knew, okay, I got the right pin now this time. So I I shot him at thirty yards, and uh, but he couldn't see. You couldn't see, right? I mean, you couldn't. You you saw. I the, saw the arrow go through it. Like I saw it come out the other side yeah. and go in the grass, and then I saw Him the bull off. start to run the other way. So I just kept getting more aggressive with the cow calling yeah. to try to keep him in sight and make him come back. And then I was certain that I was getting attacked by a grizzly bear yeah. having a yard sale because he came out of the trees, <laughs> arms in the air, GoPro goes flying, bow goes flying. <laughs> we did it! 
<laughs> we did what? <laughs> Don't hurt He's me. Like, What's going on? What's happening? I just dog pile in. <laughs> and it just arrows going everywhere. Did you get I love you, man. Yeah. On video. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's some audio there that we may have to delete. Yeah. But. And uh, sure enough, man, when we took, he's like, really, really? Right? Why is he right there? He's right there. And, and it, I was being so loud because I saw him fall, right? I mean, he ran. I don't know, maybe 30 yards, yeah, and then maybe. stopped, and started, you know, getting weak. The, yeah, getting weak, and then he went, you know, and, and fell down. That's when I ran out, and then with all the commotion and excitement, <laughs> he, I'm sure he heard it, and he tried to get up, and so he got up and probably went another 10 yards, but then fell down again. Yeah. So, yeah, that moment, man, we just, it, it was unbelievable, um, the, the emotions, man, and, and the hard work that... You know, we had put together, and everybody has, and yep. in, in, in sharing information and trying to get it done. It was like, thank you, Lord. You know, yeah, it, yeah. it was it was special. It was special. So certainly, one of the hunts that uh, will stay with me forever. So, so uh, Elk Bros is on the board in Canada. On Is's the there? board, oh, yeah. On yep. the board, Luis draws first blood. Yeah. And one thing I learned in this story. You guys did more napping than all of us combined. <laughs> I think we also did more miles, too. <laughs> we earned the nap. <laughs> well, I, what I want to do is um, we've heard a lot of lot of stories about the, the elk, but I think the cool part has been the camaraderie as well. And I want to especially talk here in a minute about tactics and how that's different because i want people to to hear some of that from the guys that are from here and especially our people that are in canada you know um i know we have a lot of people that listen to us from uh even here in alberta but all over canada and stuff which is really cool um we we're going to get to chab and daryl here in a second but i i want you know carrie um You've been here in camp with a bunch of guys and out with a bunch of hooligans. And um, uh, how much fun has it been for you? How's this been? It's been great. Um, you know, I've had the opportunity to actually be out with almost every, well, actually everybody. Yes, you know, we took Daryl and Chav out for a, for a hunt and dropped them off and whatever. But, you know, I, I had the great pleasure of being with Manano. Um, you know, he cooks amazing food. You know, we're definitely not starving in camp. Um, but you know, I, I pushed him, you know, right from the second day. I'm like, like, where's your reeds, buddy? Like, come on. Like, you, you call that call. No, 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 no. I can't do that. I'm like, yeah, you can. You didn't come all this way to not practice. And man, oh man, we finally got him out there and it was like unleashing a beast. The next thing you know, he's bugling and cow calling and whacking trees. But he's actually asking you to film No, he's saying he's no. a model. He's saying, <laughs> I want you to say all those no, things no, because no, when I tell people, yeah, yeah. you know, I that is not know. true. No, no. That was Joe's idea. No, no, right? I don't know. Oh no, 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 it was your idea. I'm a model. Yeah, we have great camo that yeah, we've been um yeah, te- yeah, that we've test. been testing here. Two O camo. camo. Um it's the veil it's the veil camo from Two O. Um, yeah. yeah, which has been amazing. It's been amazing. It's just yeah. been incredible. And uh and I 
you know, just start thinking. I pictures. have the camera, and yeah, I'm, you know, Manano's with me, so I'm limited on who I can take pictures of. I didn't want to take pictures. Of, you know, it was tough for the angle of myself. You know, it might have been better, but uh, <laughs> so I was taking pictures of Manano, and and I tell you what, Manano really would be a great outdoor model. Yes. I mean, somebody to shoot pictures of outdoors. <laughs> no, I mean, in uh, the the camo. Uh, you know, so I took some pictures of that, put it on uh, Instagram and stuff like that. And I was like, dude, man, yeah, you could. He's like, I'm a model. I said, yeah, you could be a model. I was giving him strokes and everything, and, <laughs> you know. And then he takes it way yeah. over the line. Oh, yeah. Next thing we know, he's a underwear model. Oh, no, yeah. I I've seen like pictures. I mean, I think those need to be put. I don't know. Yeah, no. You know what? There are some things that should yeah. never be seen for right, other people to be not, right, you know, right. we don't want people to be it's traumatized. Life, oh, oh, man. I'm going to tell you one thing. I got some picture for you. <laughs> <laughs> I got your back. So, you got my back. Yeah. Oh, I see. I got your back. So, well you. You know, I got to witness it firsthand. His confidence growing. I got to hunt with him and uh, and Miss Carrie and Dylan. And um, man, I'm telling you, the guy once he figured out he could bugle a little bit and get that wheezy bugle going on, and uh, his confidence just started growing. His cow callings come, you know, so far. He's got a great bull mew uh, when he when he uses the tube, and uh, it's it's been fun to watch his confidence grow. And look, this is a group. That if you wear your heart feelings on your sleeve, you're going to get them hurt. They're going to make fun of you. They're going to rag on you. Yeah, oh, it's been so much fun. We got the come and go bugle. Yeah, the come and go bugle. So uh, my buddy Brian showed us the come and go bugle. And, uh, you know, Luis has been calling cats for a long time, but he's he's seriously gotten so much better at, at calling. But got the, the, the we, COVID bull. Right, the COVID bull. Yeah, RC sure. likes to roll down the, yeah. the undergrowth, you know, yeah. and clear the way for everybody else. You're such a great, I'm your team player, RT. That's all I can say, man. Clean your eyes. RC Knox has killed more bulls than, any, than anybody here combined, right? It, we call him the legend for a reason. He's a very good caller in his own right, right? But even he has learned some things here mm-hmm. at camp calling and why we do certain calls and when you do certain calls. So it's been educational more than anything. But watching guys' confidence grow like mm-hmm. Manano, this cat is an absolute assassin in the woods, right? And you arm him with being able to call elk? Mm. Man, it's it's, it's, it's absolutely brutal. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. So let, let's talk about some other confidence builders because, uh, you know, last year, you know, Chav was at camp last year. He was hiking into his own blind. Right. He was, you know, um, using his sticks to – it was difficult getting over logs, but he was doing that last right. year and stuff. But this right. year – it's been a different deal. Him and Daryl have been together. Tell, tell everybody what that's been like. Huh? It's, well, it's been pretty amazing, you know, because I've followed you forever and learned a lot, you know. But it's different here, and Daryl's got it down, you know. Um, I remember Luis talking about, can I use a machete? And this is Southern Rockies where it's not really thick, but the jungle here. 
I imagine this is probably what the Amazon looks like. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, some of the places they're all took me through. The grass is pretty high, and you don't know what's down there. Like I said, softballs. I fell one time, and, you know, I just wanted to throw the bow and make sure I landed okay. But, uh, you know, he's got really good strategy, and and there are a lot of times where I had to look back to see if, if it was him calling or if something was coming in. You know, he did a really good job on that. And um, and I lost my train of thought. But uh, <laughs> uh, yesterday, or was it yesterday or was it this morning? I get, the they days all start to rub together, together yeah. 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 Uh, You know, we walked in, in this one area, which he called their secondary bed. or Bedroom, yeah. Their bedroom, yeah. and he, he set me up. Why secondary bedroom? First one's on this side of the trail, secondary is on that side. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. so yeah. there's two. There's two, yeah, they're, right they're, close. They're yeah. habitual to yeah. these yeah, two Yeah, with a clear cut right down the middle. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So we got off the clear cut and went to bedroom one, and he set me up. Yeah. And uh, he call called, uh, you know, a time or two, and then he bugled, and we got an immediate response about 100 yards. Oh, yeah, we were close. I yeah. couldn't believe it. It was just like, bam. Right. He was there, like, right now. And I'm, and, looking, and I'm looking down there, and, you know, 1,001, 1,002, 1,003. And I turned to look at Daryl, and I pulled right there. <laughs> you know, like 20 steps oh, yeah. away, or like, no yeah, less than like, that. He was, I think he was like 100 yards out. And I called a couple of times, and he didn't say anything. And then when I finally just said, hello, I'm here, with a bugle. And he just, and we were like, oh, we looked at each other. We both pointed <laughs> the same direction. And then he must have turned and came straight to us. And then yeah. he just burst through the spruce trees right in front of me at 16 yards and stopped. Yeah, you and got, I and I was holding the decoy. Um, you got the, the decoy. decoy. Yeah. And for the long, and decoy. he was there for a long time. Yeah, he, he and kept then, getting uh, lower, trying to trying to see. And I could see him over there, but there's no way I can get anything through what was there. Yeah. So, but you had him at 12 yards at that point, or huh? yeah, that was 12 yards from me, probably, huh? Yeah. Yeah, me it was 16. So. But, 16. But you said you could see. And and this is again pieces of them. Yeah, so he had pieces, of open patches that he could see of the animal. And I tell you, there'd be a lot of people that would have tried to stick one yeah, of the patches. I've tried that before in the past. <laughs> it just never works. No, it yeah, or you your arrow's going to go. Pew! Yeah. You know, so yeah, I could see it right there. And I was like, oh, maybe maybe Daryl will get a shot, but but he was calling, so he wasn't going to shoot. But he stayed there for a long time. So. Uh, for a lot of people listening from from Canada, it, what's your basic overall strategy when? Oh, that one. <laughs> well, that one. Once once we got into a place where the actual elk live and they're in their bedroom, and if they're not there <coughs> mingling around or anything, they're going to be within the vicinity. So we just kind of went in there and started. I started cow calling, mewing, just to let them know, you know, we're here and we're some other group of elk. <laughs> And we're coming to take over your territory. And then when you let out a, like a advertising bugle just to let them know, we're in your bedroom and you're not here. It's yeah. like, who's been sleeping in my bed? Uh, These guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and that, that bull just just like screamed at us as soon as he heard. And, and I, I couldn't even come to 20 and he yeah. was there. He got like, there right really now. fast. And we didn't hear him either. It was like, because yeah, the silent, wind was blowing was about 30 kilometers time. per hour. And then it was just like, poof, he just appeared. So you've had two major encounters with bulls where, one, he screamed and come running in. Yep. And one that never said a word. Simon, yeah. And busted you guys. Exactly. Exact same place. That was, yeah. yeah, that was this morning. Yeah, yeah. And we went in there, same thing. I looked at, there was probably about 
10 more trees that were busted over about six feet tall and break mm-hmm. the saplings over and say this is my bedroom right mm-hmm. and <clears throat> we got in there and looked and said well i'm said we're going to set up the same place but i'll put them farther in in a different spot where he can sit up against the log and and he'll be right on the edge within 20 yards of where they're probably going to come out of and <laughs> we got good. it set we called for half an hour Mm-hmm. And nothing, and the wind started picking up, and you know we're in there in the smoke, and yeah, they weren't saying anything at all. But he was coming in silence, or a satellite was coming in silent, and yeah, we packed up, got our stuff together, and backed out to the trail. Said four words to each other, and crack, and <laughs> turn, and it's right there. It was right yeah. there. He yeah. came uh, a different. I think it was a different bull, but he came out like. Almost same spot. 15 yards from the other bull, yeah. and he would have been 20 yards from where Travis yeah, so, so over two, there. two real important points out of this to, to throw out, because, again, as we're going through this, well, one, you guys have only been calling for about how long? 30 minutes there. Yeah. yeah. So patience. Patience right? and waiting a little longer, giving yep. them their time to do their thing. Yeah, especially and when it's windy and smoky. Absolutely. Yeah. And then the other thing, yeah, it seems like the smoke really has shut them up, man. Yeah. And, and I don't know if it's because of, so I think the whole apex predator thing, number one, has changed how these vo- guys vocalize, right? Yeah. And yeah. then when you have smoke that's taking away their ability to smell yeah. as well, Lose sense. I think they're very cautious about mm-hmm. that. But, and the other thing is, is you guys like what um, Jason and Luis dealt with was resident bull. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they're staying in an area yeah. um, and not a very big no, you know, no. acreage area. Yeah. And they're just like residing in there and, yeah. and you pull yeah. them out. So this is two different cases. Well, us. and I feel like, I feel like ours had Absolutely. Case. Yeah. Yeah. And the second day we go in there, we're about ready to pull out because we've already done the calf, calf thing for so long and he's not sounded off. But that morning, as soon as we we went in there and started calf calling, the wolves start coming, right? And you hear them. Ooh, and I mean, if you guys have ever heard a wolf howl, it's totally different than a coyote. You boys from South Texas, we hear that every night before we go to bed. Them song dogs, they fire up and you can hear them, you know, howling forever. But a wolf, it will chill your soul when oh, yeah. you hear them, man. And, and, you know, I'm very unassuming. I'm in Canada, right? Uh, it's a wolf. Paw print. Yeah. And then we see a paw print that's big around as my hand. And that's a wolf print, right? And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then I, we hear him in a distance. Ooh. And then, ooh. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, they're getting closer. And uh, <laughs> Dylan said, absolutely, they're getting closer. And he noticed that those elk aren't talking. And they're, they're a lot more quiet because these wolves are starting to move into this area. And sure enough, I mean, as soon as they kind of went quiet, that bull kind of popped off, right? But as soon as those wolves start start coming in that area, those animals be uh, they shut up, yeah, and they, right. or or yeah. move out a little or bit until they can yeah. come it, back. It, right? And that can very well happen. What happened? We've gone back in there and tried to hunt that bull several other times, and they're not there, and they're not talking. They're not there, not talking, or the wolves moving. I think even when that bull did pipe up, he was very quiet. He was. He was very quiet because they don't want the wolves to hear them, but they also want the calves to go to them. Right. And go ahead, Luis. So far, we've had nine days of hunting, right? Right. Jason, in the nine days, we've heard two bugles. 
black crap. That's it. Just two views. I think I've heard one. I think I've only heard one. Well, well, the bowl that yeah, Luis shot never made a sound. Never made a sound. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. And then we heard the one moon. But yeah. the one that you shot there, he didn't bugle Yeah, he all. never bugled. But we went night bugled no. the other night. We heard we one. Heard one. Bugle. We would have heard one maybe one. Brian, Brian heard 40. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Banana wolf. Yeah. That's another thing, though, that the style of these guys bugling is different from us as well it's 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 gosh it's more sultry quiet and i don't want to say passive but it starts out very very light and then builds a little bit in tone it's not a whole bunch of growl and 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 coming out hard with it It, they do chuckle yeah it's it's more like it's a lot like almost like the wolf in a sense they just kind of start going with it and then you raise up uh so I, I hear that. But the, the question I want to ask, though, is, and remind everybody, is we're talking early season. We started here August 25th, right? Today is the 2nd of September. Yeah. We're talking very early season. So when we're talking these bulls that are resident bulls in these small areas right now that are basically, you're able to, I don't know if you can pattern them, but you can find them in those areas, in right? Those pockets, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is this going yeah. to change? I mean, to me, I'm thinking, all right, when it comes time to start looking for cows i think now they're going to start taking off to different areas is that wrong is that right we basically do the same thing that we're doing right now just to be a few days later we pound the roads you know jump in the truck go night bugling jump the on bulls the sound off do, do they sound off yeah. more though they will yeah as the rut goes on you start getting some cows coming in the bulls are going to just start you know yeah. Going which on. which helps a lot too because then you know oh, yeah. that you're you're not sitting there yeah. shooting blanks right yeah, I mean that's you're right. just like yeah. you're getting some interaction and I think even with the smoke I still think they're going to start sounding off yeah so yeah. and right they have to and right now we're hunting one bull right yeah, yeah. as it gets going you're going to have your Both one herd bull but now you're going to also have saddle 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 but that's what I'm saying I think yeah. some of these bulls that are separated. Some of these smaller bulls that are separated and residing yeah. in areas yeah. are going to go in search. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah and that's yeah, what we're not seeing right of, now. We yeah. move them out. Usually, of you can you can hear and see a, a searching bull. You yeah, know, just a bull. He's just out cruising along. He's bugling. We're not seeing any of that. Right? We're not yeah, hearing not it. Yet. Yeah, that's it's why just, you can pick them off in certain areas. Cause yeah, they, but, they are there until that starts, and then once that starts, yeah. then they start on the move. And I think like a white started. Right. Yeah, because and what, we're seeing bulls yeah. move out of their yeah. bedroom type areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, we found some really good stuff, and I had even made made this assumption that I think they change bedrooms when the wind switches. Oh right? yeah, and so absolutely. you know the mayor right here, uh, he says absolutely. There's a primary and a secondary bedroom, and they yeah. do it for wind yeah. purposes, and maybe even for predator purposes, so they can es- escape. For the yeah, yeah. and they'll use different trails. Like yeah. they're all seeing them come in and out of different trails, right? Just for that purpose as well, hey Daryl? Yeah. yeah, for entrance and exit. Just yeah. Different escape route based on what's different going trail. on, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so yeah. but even that's a huge point, though. Let uh-huh. I want that emphasized that these elk set themselves up with multiple escape yeah. routes yeah. Yeah. because of 
never know what's coming. And these predators, too, Yeah, in Alberta, because there's so many different predators, like we've called in cougars, we've called in wolves. Yeah. You guys are lucky enough to have a wolf encounter. Yeah. And have a wolf appear. Um, Chav and I, we, we called in a coyote. Coyote snuck in. I saw ears coming through the bush. I thought it was a wolf at first, and then I got closer, and I'm like, okay, it's just a coyote. And then it stepped right out, and he got a... Mm-hmm. Yeah, lit up. Yeah, yeah little Chav little didn't know what was going on. All he heard was, <laughs> yeah. Just another point I, I wanted to make uh, about the, the bedroom yeah. thing is something that I haven't noticed down south is uh, uh, the the bull will go by and snap all these little trees. Yeah, break you can them tell all. how fresh mm-hmm. they are too. Where yeah. where I don't see that down south, it, you know, they just rub the big old mm-hmm. pine trees yeah. and stuff. But all these little trees are. Like That's somebody came by and went this. I live I mean, here. up higher, but <laughs> so yeah. they were just snapped. The yeah. whole tree. Oh, yeah. Pushed the whole tree over and raked it clean. And I mean, <laughs> within the past couple days. You know? yeah. But but even even for you guys here in Canada, though, this year in particular, Has there, is, there is odd new challenges even for you guys, right? Like oh, yeah. The smoke, smoke being one, the heat, heat, the heat, heat being the another one, yeah. right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, you guys ran into a lot, a lot of our areas that we had planned and picked oh, yeah. and have scouted preseason. Now there's heavy equipment in yeah. there and skidders and they're logging. Yeah. And oh yeah, they're logging. Running into logging there. trucks yeah. and it's like yeah. these were wallows that were marked and yeah. and breeding areas that had been found and marked in previous seasons oh, and that's sad. they're gone. So yeah. let's, yeah. So let's, let's, let's we're hunting those out a little too. bit. We're not just hunting yeah. against the elements and the animals. We're hunting against other hunters too. Right. So yeah. yeah. And, we, and we as a group hunt the same areas right. all the time. Right. I mean, it's just, you know we got areas we've hunted seven eight years together and every other year there's animals there. Dylan killed the, or shot a bull last year in the in the opening day. Where we took Joe opening day, and there wasn't a track. I mean, it was barren. It was like no no elk even come through here. Right? Yeah. It's Poor like, Trav man, he's I'm been like, like I'm oh. gonna take you to this honey hole, that yeah. honey hole, this one, and we go there, and he's scratching his head like, what? In They're the not head? in the any honey barrel is drying up. Yeah, yeah. And Trav and Joe and I actually put quite a few miles on yesterday, yep. and we watched a separation from activity from one side of a ridge to another side of the ridge. One side of this ridge was loaded with track and sign and rubs and, and actual elk droppings. And the other side, you couldn't buy a track. And then we kind of figured out why. Yeah. Right? It yeah. had a lot more pressure on that other side there than was we a camp ever really there. knew. Yeah. There was a camp yeah, in there. Camp. There were other people camped in there. Yeah. They, you know, kind of claimed it as their own. And uh, we actually met some, uh, some fine people from from that camp. If you listen to this podcast, we appreciate you guys. Uh, you know, the encounter was positive. Um, you know, they even invited us to come get some coffee. And yep. Sorry we didn't oblige you, but we had elk to kill. So <laughs> we were going to turn around give you guys y'all's respect and, and go get back to that other side. But we figured that out real quick, and mm-hmm. that was the reason the separation. So yep. these elk even are pressured by the hunting pressure as well, right? And it moves their patterns. So let's so. let's talk about what your strategy is because that and there's some things that people from below down yeah. in Montana and further down would would struggle with some of that because of, you know, you guys are trying to optimize getting on animals and your sleep time and, and the quality of your hunt. So your general strategy is what? Yeah. Well, we, 
we usually pick our areas with our pre-season scouting and everything, so we know where we're going to go right opening day. And then we obviously know that there is lots of hunters around. <coughs> we're all on public and everything. We all have the same goal is to harvest an elk. Yeah. So part of what we do is we go in and do quiet calling. We start out really quiet with just chuckles, moans, and groans. And lots of times you'll hear a bull answer back, but it does the same moan or groan or chuckle. And that's how we kind of move in. And then uh, we treat it just like fishing. We cast our calls short right close to us and then slowly get further and further and further out. And Now, that part's not really a whole lot different. But what I'm talking about, like, you guys... For us, it's like, uh, you know, we do morning and we have a lot of midday. We're out re- like two hours before daylight, you know, um, and then we're able to actually do our night bugling when it turns dark and still be in camp before 10 o'clock, right? So yeah. with that, we, like Joe said, we do our night bugling, but we're not getting back to camp till 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning sometimes yeah. we've been out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <coughs> and then you're up at... Four, four, four thirty. But you're not doing an evening hunt, is what I'm saying. Yeah, we don't typically do our evening hunts. We'll do our morning hunts. We'll hit it hard in the mornings, and then we'll kind of relax around camp, have a nap in the afternoon, have our supper and everything, and then we use our evenings for more scouting. Yeah, and so that you're ready for your hunt on the next day, and they can get some sleep. Yeah. And you're, and you're scouting during the day yeah, while yeah. you are on the hunt as well. Like we've been double, every day. Double whammy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. But you're, you, you, you guys have actually shifted. Your night sleep becomes during the day. Yes. And then you're doing a nap in between your night bugling and yeah. your hunting, yeah. right? Yeah. Exactly. And it's napping uh, in the woods when you can. Why aren't you out mm-hmm. in the woods two hours before yeah. daylight? Because we have noticed... We've had it where we get out there two hours before daylight, and the bulls here, when you start calling to them, they come, and they're coming quick. So if we're in the woods two hours before daylight, and even if we walk in 100 yards, just a bugle over a ridge, or if we just bugle from the road, if we get an answer, that bull's typically coming in. At nighttime, when we locate, they're already in their bed, or down in a feeding source. So they're more likely to stay where they are instead of the morning, right? Because the morning they're either going to go from their bed to their morning feeding area or from their night feeding to their bed. There's a safety not, factor in yeah, that, too. I was going to say, not to mention the predators. Yeah. 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 It'd be yeah, an eerie feel, even if it is that elk. You're sitting out there in the dark and you hear twig <clears> snapping <throat> and yep. stuff coming up to <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was one of the things I think that that shook home most with with me is a lot of times you go do things by yourself. You guys don't do anything by yourself. You like to do it in groups out here. Yeah, most of the time, yes. Yeah, well, it's it's uh, important. Except for the one one night. Sometimes. (laughs) It's important. I mean, Travel even tell you him and his wife don't go to thick stalks anymore just because of the the apex predators that, that are here, you know. I mean, yeah. look, I, we all been here for the last nine days, and I have not personally seen a grizzly bear 
but I seen grizzly bear dung. Mm. <laughs> and uh, yeah. two big, huge piles of it. It was steaming. I thought it was yours, bro. No. <laughs> Y'all have that wrong. And uh, I'm, I'm telling similar. you right now. I've seen, I've seen the files in New Mexico. Yeah. It's so impressive. I was like, oh, my gosh. And I'm like, well, that's a bear. But I was not thinking that it was a grizzly bear. And then Travis goes, uh, after well, the hunt. Yeah, after the hunt, he goes, Mm. Well, don't you know say nothing, but that was Grizzly Bear, and I'm like, Beto has hey, been, dude. Beto has <laughs> oh, my been, God. Beto has been very jumpy about Grizzly Bears here at camp, too. Uh, <coughs> between, Beto, between Beto and RC, it's, 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 they're, yeah. they're pretty nervous around camp here. They, they, they get pretty artistic. <laughs> and you can't carry a handgun. Yeah, yeah, they, well, we only have one bear yeah. here. Yeah. RC so. almost fell off the, uh, the, we, the we, cop we the other day when he heard a bear. And then Beto almost rolled. Uh, I almost rolled down the stairs here the other day when he uh, he heard a, a bear. Just <laughs> understand it's coming. Payback. Payback. Your point. Beto won't forget. We're not allowed to carry there sidearms yeah. in Canada. We can't have a a, yeah, a, a, a pistol on us. We're not allowed. It's just a. So what do you you carry? Some stuff that's not yeah, a handgun. Really cool. What do you? Yeah, carry my vinyl harness. I have pepper spray on the bottom. Bear banger on the front, knife on the side. And that's just because... So you can kill yourself if one The thought of having your, your oh my god, bear spray, it's in my pack, like yeah, back yeah, yeah, over yeah. here. Like, no, no like no, you come around late. the corner to a sound cubs, you got like four seconds to react with, with something. Right. Three options are better than one option. Yeah. And bear spray, you have to be within like 15, 20 yards to use it. You don't want to be that close, no. right? No. Where you're hearts, already you have your bear control. spray attached. It's on the bottom angle, right? Yeah. So that yeah, so I can fire it. it out, you can just that's right. I can fire it from the bottom of the harness, right? So I helped Black Street Guide Gear design this harness with friends of ours that own Black Street. And just because they we said, own what? What? What was that? It's Black Street Guide Gear okay. from Nampa, Idaho. All right. And we and we talked with them and said they they had some great they call they call them chest packs. And they had great chest packs that have sidearm holsters. And I said, well, that ain't going to work for Canada because we're not allowed to carry sidearms. Oh, wow. I didn't know. I said, yeah. so they made a Defender one, it's called. Right. Which then there's the bear spray on the bottom, front webbing on it that I put a bear banger and a knife on the side. And that's all because of over the last bunch of years I've learned this there can help you, that can help you. For uh, a bear know. banger is like a, it's like a pen flare. That has a screw-on uh, firework, basically, on the end of it. Explosive. And it's an explosive, so you pull the pin back, and it fires an explosive, and it whistles as it goes out, and then it goes, boof, bang, at the I end. I didn't like that. I did a bear banger <laughs> demo for everyone <laughs> to wake him up. I, you were, I, yeah. I had to show it. You could also use that it. I was being tested here at camp, and <laughs> no. I was not happy with it. It was hilarious. <laughs> hey, yeah. you have no room to talk. We're just taking care of the bear. Well, well, I mean, you could also put a flare on the end. He yeah. was afterwards. Which is, you know, which it's is not our up. fault you had to run to the outhouse two I, seconds after. I did. After. I did. Yeah. I but did. That, but that's, a, that's something where you can deploy the bear spray from the pack, from the chest pack. Like, pop the lid off, hit the thing, like, right now. But the bear banger, I just flip it up, fire it, which I did at a cougar a couple of years ago. Um, the what did she do? <coughs> ran up the tree. So, there's, there's a, I've also seen Jason. Jason wears 
the bear sprayed on a on a holster. Leg holster, yeah. Yeah, yeah. on the side of the leg, yeah. and then quick drop. The you got bear bangers, but they look like pistols, gun. right? It's like so, a flare gun. Yeah, yeah, there's two. There's the flare gun style. The issue is if you don't know how to use it, and you launch it past the bear. Now you've scared him into your lap. Yeah, yeah. So the other ones are much like a flare gun, but the the discharge is right at the muzzle. So it's directed. It's almost at like the as animal. if you're shooting at it. And yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Nothing's coming out. No it's project- just a band. Yeah, right? there's no projectile. No it's project- just noise. It's like a blank. Yeah, essentially, but it's a big, loud yeah, blank. Big, loud so yeah. yeah. And Nathan's got the, the knife is the backup. He's got so. two bear sprays, a holster pack, and then a leg pack as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Which is very handy. Yeah, that's why yeah. I didn't I didn't mind wearing my bear spray in the back of my backpack because I was hanging You're out. with him. Yeah. 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 Actually, it's a tactic. He thought that once the bear was chewing on him, we'd have to chew through that can and blow up in his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? One of the things I'll, I'll say, too, is when we got here, the agriculture that's going on right here right now, it's harvest season for a lot of the peas and a lot of the canola and I bet we've collectively seen over 25 bears uh, in yeah. these ag fields. Like I mean, really close to camp. Even had one come through camp right down below right here. Yeah. Uh, and we're talking about black bears now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But big, still, big, but big, big black, black bears. bears. So there's, four. there's one encounter that we didn't talk about. And I don't know if it was day, day one, two. Was it day, day one? Day one. That evening, honey. Yeah, so we actually are on in a set of woods on the side of these giant uh, amount of pea fields. And, and those pea fields was dried peas that came up to your waist, right? right? And uh, we're your coming waist. to the... Joe's what's waist. that? Your waist. Yeah, Carrie disappeared, right? <laughs> in, the, in the rows of peas. And so, so we're going and we're doing some calling. And, you know, in the pea fields all the way across here, you could see where the elk have set tracks. I mean, yeah, there's yeah, actually yeah. trails going through the pea <clears throat> yeah. fields. And so we're kind of looking over there, and Manana goes, there's an elk. And we're, and we're like, everybody's looking around like, well, where's an elk? You know, no, it's like a mile away. A mile and a half, he says, on top of the hill, all the way on the other side of all this agriculture. And it's coming into the pea field. And it's hearing the calls that we're doing and the calling, called this thing in, comes in from a mile and a half. It probably took, I don't know, 10 minutes? More time. Yeah, and and so because the bull of what he was doing and where he was at and the fact that he was young, um, and I know he was looking for something, and, and we're on the edge of a field, so that bull is not going to come all the way into us, and and I know this. So I'm like, well, let's have a little fun. So I grabbed the, the decoy, and uh, the Ultimate Predator decoy, put it on the front of my bow, and I start taking off, and he <laughs> takes off right behind me, get it all on video. <laughs> Literally get this bull, and if it wasn't for all the racket that it's making, and because Carrie's going, where is he? Where is he? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to see over the piece. She's jumping up and down trying to see over the piece. <laughs> <laughs> <Like> a whack-a-mole. <laughs> I'm like laughing and having fun. This bull literally comes all the way across, comes up the hill, sees that cow, and I guess, I think it was probably about 80 yards, 75, 80 yards away was the closest point that he came. But what, he didn't know what to do. He kept looking at the decoy, and he could see things moving around behind it. And right. you know, and we're and on the we're on the tree line, chuckling, bugling, and, stuff, and chuckling, and, and, and he was flicking his ears. And he yeah. was doing all the chuckles. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
And I, I really thought that um, he was going to end up going by us and then go to Manano and them there. But he was so infatuated with that decoy, he just didn't understand what the situation was, yeah. you know. And uh, we had a blast with that. And But while we're doing this, two bear come out, I don't know, probably 90 yards yeah, it wasn't that far. to our left. <laughs> Another bear comes yeah. out about 100 yards to our right. A big bear. A big, right. bear. Yeah, big bear. Yeah. Comes out. I mean, there's bears everywhere, and we're right here, and yeah, right. We're, in the, we're in the middle of them. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that's just something. I mean, we see a bear occasionally when we're hunting in, yeah. in uh, the lower yeah. 48 for sure, especially in New Mexico or Colorado. But it's very rare. We see 25 bears there in nine days. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, maybe more than that. Not trying try. to. Not trying to. Just yeah. moving around mm-hmm. from going from place to place. Yeah. You know. How about moose encounters? Yeah, we've seen several moose. Yeah, several moose, yeah. and I, moose. And that was the one thing that, you know, I really wanted yeah, to, yeah. to I have. Think most of attract, us, right? Yeah, yeah and, um, and I had one moose at 40 yards that yeah. um, uh, I could, again, like you guys say, I mean, I could see head and horns uh, yeah. and did not, this animal, they're so massive <coughs> they that if I don't have the shot, yeah, you don't take it. Because, uh-huh. uh, I mean, I could see patches of his body. But again, that's not, uh, I'm taking something that could end up poorly if you do that, and we're not going to do that. So, um, got to get that close to it. I'm, like I said, we're still not done, so hopefully. It's, it's super hard with the moose this time of year, too, because they're, they're still growing. And they're still in so velvet. So they're full velvet. <laughs> yeah. So the minute you try to cow call or mm-hmm. to do any kind of bull sound, they ignore you. Like, they don't want to deal with you. They turn and go the opposite way. Yeah. So it's almost like, spot and stop but <coughs> in the middle of the bush mm-hmm. and i mean they go behind one twig and mm-hmm. their black hide absorbs light it does they go behind one little tree and they just disappear yeah, right so right i had i had an encounter the, uh, the other day and they must have been within 10 yards yeah. and it was a, a cow and a calf and i'm pretty sure it was a cow and a calf moose and i couldn't i couldn't really like make out their their silhouette, yeah, you couldn't really see them, yeah, and, and, and they were that close. It's the only animal we have here that's very difficult to range finder to get a, a yardage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You shoot it, and even the laser off your your high tech is absorbed by it their goes height. right in and it doesn't. So if back. you're hunting moose, you should laser whatever's next the to tree them. beside right. it. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. 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 That's, a good, that's a great mm. tip. Right yeah, there. yeah. Uh, sometimes if you can see their antler, once the velvet comes off, mm. right, you can get the that part yeah but yeah you're pretty much going to range a tree a bush anything beside it right and then estimate from there i will tell you we have del- we have dined on the delightful rough grouse that you guys <laughs> have here <laughs> and uh it's been fantastic so absolute scare moment of ever when you're walking through those trails and they fly up right oh, in front yeah. of you we're, we're used to that yeah we have the same thing at home so we did once did you yes uh RC and I were walking down a trail, and Gilbert and Brian were just a little bit behind me. And I was looking at the map, and one flew out right in front of me, and I damn near jumped out of my boots. <laughs> and RC's just laughing his butt off. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's worse when they chase you, when they fly at you. And you scream like a schoolgirl. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> I need something else that's real different with the herd here, too, Joe, is the, the cows come to bull sound. Like when we were 
and calf sounds, but uh, when we were bugling yesterday, we hadn't really made much cow, cow or calf sounds at all. And that, that cow that came over the top of the ridge looking down at us, and I'm like, hmm, man, that's, that's, that's odd. She's by herself, and she's coming to look for a bull. So, again, we really well, start we, to understand. And we don't know what else has happened in that girl's day. True. Mm-hmm. I mean, True. Um, <clears throat> there was a lot of hunting going on on that side. On that side. Um, yeah, so, could have been pressure yeah. pushing her, but we saw it again. Yep. Uh, Dylan and I saw it as well. So, I mean, we're in a little calf party, and mm-hmm. I mean, we have not made two peeps really. And we hear her brush breaking, and Brian's, you know, down down below her. We almost switched cheese. This, mm-hmm. this uh, calf, he walked, walks about eight yards eight from yards. Her, comes in there at 22, 23 yards from me, and I'm like, I'm at full draw when she cuts, breaks in the, mm-hmm. breaks into the clearing, and I mean, it's over. You know, and all I need to see is the three points, and it's a done deal. And no, it's a cow. And she comes in there and stays with us for a long time. How long did she circle us, uh, Dylan? Oh, probably for a good 45 minutes to an hour. And and Dylan saw a bull with her. Yeah, went from Gilbert back in the trees right down to Brian at eight yards. And Brian and myself can shoot a cow, but we said we wouldn't in hopes to get Gilbert or Arcee a bull. And then she went back in the trees, circled all the way back around, all the way to me, and I had her at an opening at 20 yards, and then there was actually a 4x4 four four bull right behind her, just in the trees. Yeah. And I but was I about to come to full draw, because I thought she was going to come in to the opening we were at, and in hopes he would come, and then they just kept skirting around, skirting around. And then eventually they just ended up getting downwind of us. Manano, mm-hmm. what what have you taken away from the hunt? Well, the uh, the great people around us have been a bless. So I wanted to thank you, Travis, especially my my buddy <laughs> Carrie Ann. Thank you for having me and and back by your side. Been a bless. Uh, man, I learned a bunch of things. Uh, it's uh it was frustrating a little bit, to be honest, mm-hmm. because I like to walk. I like to discover new country. I got that. You know, when you got to the point that you don't have responses early season, you have to, you know, walk and mm-hmm. see sign. And but the way that uh, that they hunt in here, it's way different than our way. So mm-hmm. we have to, yeah. you know, take two, mm-hmm. two, two, two t- step backs and, and, and recalculate and sit down and talk a little bit and and I'm glad we did it because we now we understand much better. Mm-hmm. I, I understand that you taught Joe how to swim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he tried to turn y'all's uh y'all call them quads, we call them four wheelers. Yeah. And uh yeah. he tried to take your quad and turn it into a submarine. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and what gets me is as soon as it was over he was like it's it's the copilot's fault because right. it's supposed to help me, right? <laughs> but, you know, we had a way around a big old puddle, and Manan was like, oh, what the heck, just go through it. And it started going down and down and down. Joel, jump! Save One leg from underwater already. Jump, we're going to jump to the puddle. He turns around. 
around and says, "You got a winch? Yeah. Yeah. One minute, I need to get my camera." Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, hold, me hold me out! Hold me out! Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure all of you, if you've now been in an elk camp with the mafia. Name another camp where you've eaten better than when never, you never. Ate, ate with the mafia. Not even at restaurants. Yeah. Did yeah. yeah. Nano so cook us a chicken home. thing last night? Oh, yeah. Delicious. You can't get that at a restaurant. That's right. all I'm going to say. Every bite was just succulent and awesome. Yeah, These guys are legit, legit, man. Every, every meal Manano's cooked has been so full yeah. of oh, flavor. Yeah. And you know it's good because the whole camp goes silent. It's a real picture. And I also wanted to... It called my attention that Brian said, I think it was yesterday... That he told his wife that if he wanted to, if he need to quit his job, he will do it to come to here. So that means a lot. Yeah, we appreciate so. you sacrificing your family time and vacation yeah. time. And Many of you right? would have right. missed it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this girl that turned two years old. Two year old while I was here, yeah. yeah. Well, oh, yeah. wow. Two days ago. My yeah. wife would have killed me. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have a wife anymore. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Papers are in the mail. Well, we wanted you guys to come experience some stuff that's that's out of this world. Yeah. And like, yeah. how many firsts have you guys had? Oh, oh yeah. like, yeah. first Northern Lights, yeah. first Moose, oh, yeah. first Wolf. I got to see yeah. a wolf. I call you yeah. a wolf. I might not. I call a, a bull, but I call him got a moose shed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. got a moose shed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your white the, tail. The, the plants, unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, the sure. amount of vast what wilderness that's here. And what it about is the, wild. the lick we saw this morning? Yeah, I mean that Arizona lick. I mean, unbelievable wow. spot. That's uh, just loaded with elk yeah. sign, and uh, it's an unbelievable place. Um, and it's mm-hmm. set in the middle. It takes a it takes some trekking to get there mm-hmm. by yep. foot, but Absolutely. I mean Joe's Joe's got one of the one of the padded paddles that was found. I want the critter that this was on, yeah. but uh, let me tell you what uh, to all the moose hunters out there yeah. that have packed out ahead with, with the, any, anything there? like this yeah. size or above yeah. that. You are studs because, man, I just took out a shed on one half and I thought somebody threw a boulder in my path, you know. I mean, they got some weight to them, man. Oh, yeah. I, I imagine wow. a full a full set with a head on it yeah. is just unbelievable. I want to I wanna take a step back to what Gilbert was saying because I think it's important for everybody to understand the amount of time, effort that has taken from both parties, but mainly from our Canadian brother's yeah. sister. Um, to make this happen, you know, this is not a you know one day planning oh, no. deal. This, this has been taking place for over you know about a year or so, mm-hmm. and uh, it meant you know everybody taking vacation, uh, taking t- time away from the family, um, you know, reprioritizing and and so appreciate yeah. you guys putting us in front of that. It's it's humbling. And at the same time, it's nerve-wracking because you guys have even put us before your families. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's extremely humbling. We're extremely honored and appreciative. Absolutely. And we can't Amen. thank you enough for yeah. all you have yes. done. It, it, again, uh, back to what I said at the beginning, this experience for me and for all of us, and I feel comfortable saying this for all of us, is, is life-changing. Yeah, and it's a memory <clears throat> that will take 
with us for the rest of our lives. Yeah, so friendships that will hold on to the rest of our lives. Friendships will hold on to the rest of our lives. Memories will hold on to the rest of our lives. Trab, can't thank you enough. Let everybody out there know about Wapiti River Calls. All the big name guys that listen to our show, yeah. they need to know who you are, brother. So, we started back in like 2012, 2013. Just, you know, we started calling in the Canadian Championships, and I've been calling all my life anyway, so. But we're struggling to find a read that worked good, so I just started trying to dabble and see if I could make my own, make something that worked a little better, and we finally came up with a read, and Long story short, it turned into Wapiti River Outdoors, and basically, you know, Carrie, um... Uh-oh. <laughs> Everybody knows Travis. I, I met a guy today in the woods, and, uh, and immediately uh, I saw the Wapiti, uh, Wapiti River Outdoor logo on his uh, tube, ground tube, oh, and, yeah. and we started talking about Travis, and, and he... he you know you pretty well, bro. Yeah. So, so we build each read. We build each read one at a time. Dylan builds for me. Jay builds for me. Daryl helps out with trade shows. Brian helps out building. Carrie does all the cutting, packaging. It's a family affair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Well, I want everybody to know that if you're going to try a read out and you're going to go to the store and buy some, try these guys' reads out because they're phenomenal. Yeah, I've been blowing them all week. And I wasn't on the mule. That's a miracle. That's a testament right there. Yeah. Yeah. I've been blowing them all week, and I'm telling you, the sugar, the frolicker, um, you know, the grinder yeah. is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, we've had lots of interaction with Elk here What's with the it. Silent Stalker. The Silent Stalker. Yeah, so so Travis um, produces our signature, our signature calls. Yeah. Um, they are Wapiti River Outdoor products. Um, we, I, we even carry some of his in our store. Yes, sir. Generally, yeah. if you order from him, they're probably going to be shipped by us. We're going to probably work yeah. something out to start carrying some of his inventory with us. Um, certain ones out there. Uh they're larger frame. They're larger frame, and and when I say larger frame, from what most people are used to, from a medium frame, that's the actual U that's yeah. on there. It's uh, it's about a sixteenth of an inch on each side larger, and the dome is a little bit higher. But you have that latex, and I think that's the whole key for, for mm-hmm. the sound is the the amount of latex that you get to work. But for those people that go and try them. Understand something that when you use medium frames, they can set higher and further forward in your mouth. This will be a little bit further back around the eye teeth or behind, and they're going to set a little lower so you don't have to reach as high and put as much pressure. So at first, it might if you've been running other calls, it might seem a little different. We have the best results with kids and people who have never called because they haven't developed any tongue muscle memory literally five ten minutes and yeah just and, and, away and like they're crazy. doing and they're doing it so and, it's and, the, and then and it's the w cut, it's the cut, cut in the tape, tape. yeah, yeah. The so we have relief cut <clears throat> basically and what that does is the sides all fold independently so it molds the palate of your mouth so 
Yeah. And, you and it just, just so happens to be a W. For it that. happens to be a W, yeah, <clears throat> for Wapiti. And so just the slightest air across it, and it's making the sound for you, right? So you, you don't have to force it. Just right. put air across it, let the reed do all the work for you. And if people are the type that they want to, you know, mimic or do what some of these other great callers are doing, the the winner of this year's, Rock, you know, uh, Rocky Mountain Elk Federation Championship bow, um, uses a large frame call and yeah. uh, people that do because they know that they can get more nuances, different sounds, out the more read. latex that they yeah. have. Out of one so, read. Yeah. And yeah. it takes a little bit more to understand how to run that call. But um, I, Travis could have worked with anybody he wanted to. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's be honest. But he picked us to work with. And we are so indebted to that. So can't wait to see what you guys got coming out down the road. Uh, new things. He's uh, also one of our Elk Bros coaches. He man, is part of he our is. success for, squad. Forgot, forgot to even mention that he's one of our Elk Bros coaches <clears throat> and one of our success squad coaches. Um, and you know, people that know me know I'm loyal to a brand, right? And uh, I'll be blowing your calls until uh, yeah. they put me in the ground, brother. Yeah. So, yeah. Appreciate that. You bet, buddy. That's awesome. So this has been incredible, and what uh, what you guys are seeing now, um, those of you that that are watching this, you're going to see some parts of these videos. I hope you've seen them already. That I've played some parts while you know this is going on. I'm I'm going to try to edit it that way. It might put a little bit more time in there. I don't have to do a whole lot of crazy editing. Manano's behaved himself this time. One thing I was going to say, though, is when we first met, yeah. there were Wapiti River guys and Elk Bros, Elk Bros guys. guys was the way we sat. Mm-hmm. And uh, this camp has transformed into yeah. uh, this, what we have right now, a team right yeah. here. And uh, it, it's been really awesome to see that. And Great leadership on yeah, your part, absolutely. bud. And you got great guys under you. Um, and I'm just going to say, too, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, and for me, this was a childhood fantasy, and I'm in Canada. And I just keep telling myself, I'm in Canada. Yeah, wow. yeah, keep so, pinching yeah. ourselves saying, yeah, wow, yeah. we're in Canada. It's not yeah. over yet. But before it's we, not over Before yet. we close yeah. out, too, That's I know great. these two young men have a podcast as well. And they I'd like do. to give them a, mm-hmm. a shameless plug out there. Go ahead, Dylan, and uh, tell us the name of your podcast so we can all start <clears throat> listening. And so our listeners will know about y'all's podcast. Well, Brian and I and our friend Craig run a podcast called The Antler Archives. It's on... Uh, Anchor, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Uh, we have some special guests on. Lots of it is just us talking about our adventures in the elk woods, sheep hunting, deer hunting, moose hunting, everything we have Travis on a fair bit. And we're slowly growing, so any help is appreciated. Thank you, guys. Yeah, yep. for sure, brother. Thanks a lot. Yeah, it's I'll, I'll it's just lots of in. knowledge. These guys put yeah. a lot of yeah. knowledge on it. And it's, yeah. if you want to learn stuff... Have a listen to that because it's years yeah, of experience talking. And each of us kind of have a specialty in a certain area in our hunting careers. So I know Brian and Craig are big into whitetail. They help me out a ton. They have a lot of very good information on whitetail hunting. Uh, myself for elk and moose. Brian's quite the learner on elk and moose. He's like a sponge. He soaks every little bit of information up where he was back in 2019 to where he is today is unbelievable Mm -hmm. 
I know Gilbert and RC were very surprised that back in 2019, Brian could hardly make a sound on a green. Yeah, yeah, what he's, yeah. what he's doing today is... Him up, well, they're unreal. used to seeing the progress from Manana. And the thing is with Brian, he did all the work himself. Yeah. 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 I don't think you ever sent me a video or... So I sent some to Dylan, not yeah. much to you yeah. last yeah. last year, so yeah. I sent you some. Yeah. yeah. So, Jason, I'd be remiss too to talk, not talk about Hunt Ready. So, can you give us Absolutely. a little a, a little spill on what Hunt Ready is all about for you guys? Well, Hunt Ready was just kind of a combination of errors learned over the years that I wanted to keep other people from making and doing, and morphed into a, a bit of a school and is transitioned in the past couple of years to specialize more now in nutrition and fitness for hunters and stuff and we still have some of the the educational stuff Trav and I have done seminars together with it and whatnot but we're kind of steering more in the direction of the fitness and nutrition awesome. so in specializing for hunters and prepping yeah. you for those big hunts and those those big carriage loads and stuff for in the mountains or the flatlands whichever so and this all came from Jay, Jay was a canoe guy right. for, in Algonquin, right? So basically, came from that. Yeah, it was some of it. I was complaining about hunting, and my wife said, "Well, don't complain. Do something about it." Right. And I said, "What's a short bald guy going to do about?" You know, all the hunting out there. And sure. Yeah, we she's, appreciate she's, the hack, man, because we didn't have With the reflection. Trying to help you out here. Because he hadn't had to shave it. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, he's been no camp. It's really her fault. She pushed me to do it and yeah. supported me along the way. And, Good for her. And uh, awesome. for it's her. like she's at home with a back injury right now and still let me come out here and if i didn't she'd be upset with me so where can our listeners find out more about hunt ready uh they can go to huntready.ca and uh our instagram is huntreadyab right and then as that starts to grow more and more of the content for for the fitness and stuff will start to start to develop and show up fantastic and really. if anybody is at that point getting ready for a big hunt unsure on pack weight or nutrition or anything mm-hmm. I know firsthand from working with Jason, he helped me a lot last year getting ready for our sheep hunt, and the amount of knowledge he has in that is unbelievable. I was kind of blown away on our phone calls. It'd be a quick question to Jason, and it'd end up into a three-hour phone call going down every little rabbit hole, and I mean, if it wasn't for his help, I wouldn't have been as prepared for that hunt as we were. Mm -hmm. Fantastic, guys. Antler Chronicles? Antler Archives. Antler Archives. Right. So you guys check them out. Um, For Knox, Chavez, myself, Joe, the crew, it's been amazing, guys. Mm -hmm. Um, Like we say down here in the Lone Star State. He said, (laughs) (laughs) Husbands, kiss your wives. Wives, kiss your husbands. Hug your babies. Keep your broadhead sharp and your powder dry. And we'll see you next week right here on Blue Collar Elk Hunting. Peace, peace, y'all. Peace. <laughs> Thank you, Canada. Right. Also. Gracias. Yeah.